<laughs> the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by Ting. If you go to rogan.ting.com, you can save yourself 25 bucks off of either their cell phone service or uh, one of their badass Android phones. The idea behind Ting um, is a company that is essentially trying to conduct business in an ethical way. Instead of trying to rip you off, instead of trying to charge a, a ridiculous amount of money, they charge less. They try not to rip you off, and they can still make money. And you can do business and not feel bad about it. And that's sort of the idea behind Ting. Provide you great cell phone service on a reputable network. They're on the Sprint network, so it's not like some rinky-dink network that they made themselves. It's a big national network, and it works great. And they have the best Android phones you can get. The Samsung Galaxy S3, the, the Note, that big giant fucking thing. They're amazing. Um, it's great service. It's, uh, the idea behind it is there's no contracts. You cancel whenever you want to. You can put more than one person on an account. Like you can have like a little family account and all share minutes. There's a lot of great things about it. If you, if you don't use minutes, they, re- they make it up to you in the next bill. It's like it's a super cool company. No one's trying to rip you off. I've had direct communication with the people behind it, and they're just really nice. It's cool. It's a great company, and uh, we're happy to be in- involved with them. If you go to rogan.ting.com, you can save yourself 25 bucks. We're also brought to you by onit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. If you've heard this podcast, you've heard us talk a million times about all the different supplements and all the different shit we sell as far as like strength and fitness and, and, and health products. But make no mistake about it. Everything we sell is shit that I use, is things that I would recommend you try, and it's things that have shown benefit to me uh, for health and for wellness and for fitness. And I, I think that's a really overlooked part of people's lives. You know, eat some fucking healthy food. Take some vitamins. Get a workout in, man. You will feel better. I know it's hard to do. It's super hard to just get started. That's what's really hard. It's hard to just get your fucking lazy ass up and actually do it. But you've got to decide to do things. You've got to write shit down. Write down that you're going to do it and be completely dissatisfied with yourself if you don't hit every checklist, hit every point on that thing that you've written down. You can, you can get things done in your life. You can get moving and you'll feel better. That's what's most important. If you're healthy, you're, you're actually going to feel better. You're actually going to feel like a better person. It's going to work better. Anyway, go to onit.com, use the code name Rogan, and save 10% off any and all supplements. All right, you freaks, listen, Melissa Etheridge is here, and I don't want to bore the shit out of her with our stupid commercials. So it's over. Brian, cue the music. Make it official. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Etheridge, hey. thank you so much for oh, being here. What a here. pleasure to be here. I got to tell you, when I got a message saying, Melissa Etheridge wants to do your podcast, I, I had to think, did I ever talk shit about Melissa right. Etheridge? <laughs> I just had a, I had a really good, because as a comedian. Well, it's, oh, I know. I'm easy, a, aren't I? Well, everyone's easy. I'm easy, <laughs> yeah, too. It's, yeah. it, but it's, you know, it's like you want to, if you ever did, and I didn't, but right, if you yeah. ever did make fun of something, you're like, look, I wasn't, I didn't mean it. Of course. Hey, I, un- I completely understand comedy. <laughs> I, I'm actually someone that knows that if you're making fun of me, that means that I must be doing something successful. Oh, for so sure. So I'm all good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and even if I'm accusing someone of being pretentious or whatever, we've all been guilty of being stupid, you know? Right. <laughs> so just a joke. I yeah. have to do it. I can't. I can't just let it sit there. If it's in the middle of the world, and uh, I can't point it's out your job. Yes. Comedy is sacred. Believe me. You believe that? I totally believe it. Comedy is that part of truth, and it's 
people like you. It's why you resonate so well with all what you're doing right now. Is because you comedy pushes. When you stand up in some front of people and say, "This is the truth," and then they ha ha ha, they laugh, and laughter is that release. Right. It's beautiful. I think that release, whatever that feeling is, that when you laugh, whatever that thing that makes you laugh. I think if that was a drug, if you could buy yeah. that, like at Seven Eleven, like you could buy a coffee, man. Because when I go to see, like, a, a, like, I worked this weekend with a couple of really funny guys with uh, Brian Callen and Ari Shafir and, and Brian Redband here. We worked in um, uh, Vegas. We, we, did, we had the show. And uh, one of the things I love about, uh, like, working like really funny guys is, like, actually getting to laugh, actually getting to be an audience member. Because, like, a lot of Brian Callen stuff mm-hmm. was new. I hadn't heard it before. And I was just howling, laughing. It's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's so, uh, and, you know, and very similar in, in a lot of ways to the, the feeling that a great song can yeah. hit you. Well, it's what we do. We do very similar things. We take human emotion, human experience, and organize it in a way that it gets past all the normal barriers. You know, I can, right. I, I hopefully can tap into a feeling that a person has that goes beyond their head but it goes straight into their heart and and then they get to release it because you know those those will be that'll cause you sickness too if you keep too many emotions inside so comedy is the same it's all about letting it so healthy the difference with comedy is your stuff gets better the more i hear it (laughs) like if i hear even like the greats like richard pryor i can only listen to like one of his bits like once not twice in a row not three times in a week i could take one of your songs and just slap it on repeat and enjoy it more. I've come to your window so many times. So I just that just scares me now. Yeah, that I'm very lucky that my my art form is more like uh, I get to I, I can write a song, I can record it, and in that moment I can put it there and like like bring me some water. There you go. Yeah. And then you know what? Twenty years later, oh my gosh, I get to sing it again, and I can put all kinds of new stuff. I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah, it's really and, fun. and people want to hear it. Like they yeah, can't they wait pay to money. Hear it. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. See yeah. It. It's it's kind of a it's like with comedy you have to always keep coming up with yeah, new shit. You gotta be funny, <laughs> be funny, last. dude. Oh. It doesn't last. You yeah. gotta keep. You can't like re like redo bits from decades past. But a great song that comes out, man, that's permanently great and better with time. You know, cool. it's a weird feeling to be uh, a person who knows nothing about music, and that's <laughs> that's who I am. I, really? I know zero. Nothing. Don't I even play any instrument. Nothing? Nope. Can't play anything that when I look at music written down, I never never investigated it even for a second. <laughs> but I love music; I love yeah. to listen to it. So I look at people like you as almost like like what you do is like, it's like a form of magic or something, like the ability to make awesome noise. Well, it used to be alchemical in that it was it was sacred. Music was because if you look at the nature of the universe and reality, and you break it down into quantum physics, it is. A reality that is based on octaves yeah. and dimensions. So if you understand music, you can understand. It's one of the reasons why I understand the nature of reality so much. This is what happened like eight, nine years ago. And once you get to understand that we, that we are all octaves, we are all instruments, we are all vibrational uh, beings – then you understand, oh, music, that's why music will never, ever go away. That's why it resonates so much. Yeah, for a lot of people, they hear that kind of talk, and they go, oh, God damn it, you just hit my hippie bullshit button. <laughs> I know. You know. You're resonant. What are you? What are you? You're resonating, beings what or something. Are you, vibration, Sound, vibration, vibration. Uh, what the hell does that mean? You know what? And, and they, absolutely, they live there. I, I have an understanding and a belief, and we're all just made up of our beliefs. Yeah. And I walk with my 
hippie understanding belief and go on with it. <laughs> I think there's there's obviously uh, it, it's it's a, a, a beautiful and imaginative concept, but there's just sort of clear evidence that there's something there. When like say if you're in your car and like that riff of Back in Black comes on the radio and it was just the perfect sound <laughs> at the perfect time. You know, maybe you're bored or whatever, mm. you know, you're annoyed by something and then that like your whole body like yeah it's just like that song is so good it fires you up you know there's certain yes. that there's a certain feeling that it does to your body that if you could just buy that man it'd be very 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 valuable <laughs> you are looking for that aren't you i think everybody yeah. is if you could i mean i'm i'm super inspired by music and i think one of the reasons being because i don't understand it and because um, I don't play it. I, c- I can't create it. So when I see someone that ca- can, to me, it's like, wow, it's like this totally different thing than what I do. But I get to see mm. the same sort of energy that makes anyone great at any art. I love seeing expressed through different mediums, that, that pure resonance. I mean, I hate using that word again, but that, that resonance <laughs> of expression, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it comes with that burst that shows the world, whatever it is, whether it's in a song or whether it's in a sculpture. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing it. You know, I love seeing it in all forms. You can, uh, you can go look at – you can look at it scientifically. And I'm, I'm just going to use the word vibrational because we – if you study scientifically, not even hippie-wise, if you study quantum physics, you'll understand the vibrational nature of the universe. And so art gives off a vibration. Absolutely. You can break it down. They, they, have, they have little machines that can show – if someone's looking at a, a picture and they have a feeling, you have a vibrational, energetic change inside of you as a reaction to that. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. They actually just had something the other day, I think yesterday, where they, have the, uh, they showed the first thought, uh, like <sighs> where uh, the brain of a – I think it was a rat, and it, it, they, they, could, they could see it uh, – like visually see a thought – I'll try to find it, but it was really badass. It was just on like a Well, gadgets. I know they've been able to figure out how to take an image of what, what you can see. They've been mm-hmm. able to, they've, like simple shapes, like a, a simple triangle and simple squares. They've been able to take images. Like they've, somehow or another, that's reading your mind, essentially. I mean, that's the beginning, yeah. right? I believe it's the whole experience of all of us understanding that thought creates, and yeah. that and that's what all of this is made up. Yeah, is thought. That's a weird thing for people to wrap their head around. <laughs> and what I always try to say is like, you know, everybody looks at the imagination as if, almost as if it's not necessary. Oh, but it, you know what I mean. It was that's sad. Ch- yeah. He's a childish one with his wild imagination. You know, and that that sort of term. What what people don't understand is that's what created everything. Everything hard, everything you can touch, mm-hmm. everything you get in and fly, everything you drive around in, that's all coming from imagination. It started with yes, a thought. All of it. Everything that we've created, good or bad, yeah. is coming from ma- imagination. Like the idea that we don't put a lot of respect in in that and that we don't look at that as like being this that's the real sort of sacred creator of the universe absolutely creation absolutely and and it starts with our own responsibility what we create for ourselves every day yeah and that's difficult because people want to blame they want to say oh this happened to me because of that person yeah because i don't have enough money or i don't have enough love or whatever it is that blame and it's hard to look at your own creation and what you created every day we're so malleable you know, and if I think we grow up in the wrong environments, 
it's very easy to also raise children in the same environment mm. and b- repeat this really <laughs> fucked up pattern where no one has ever stopped the train and said, okay, let's look at the patterns that we operate <laughs> yes. under and how many of these are beneficial. Right. What are we doing? Like, why are we living the same goddamn way and everybody's miserable? Let's mm-hmm. just stop mm-hmm. and think this through. And no, let's not yell at each other. I don't want to be yelled at. You don't want to yeah. yell at me. Yeah. I don't want to yell at you. Great. Okay. okay. We agree to that. We love each other. We won't <laughs> yell. Now, let's think things through. What you know? What you know? What the fuck are we doing on this planet together? Yeah. We're enjoying our, our company. We're That's, creating, and we can do that, or we can just create chaos and mm-hmm. create problems everywhere we go if we repeat the same patterns, which we're like to do. If it's somehow or another, it doesn't reset itself. Exactly. Well, I I actually feel like we're in a big resetting right now. I I can feel it. I can start to see it in in the people around me, and just that there's a a, a way that you can reach. Anybody who'd like to listen to you can you can you can do that right now. That is different. That ten years ago you weren't no. available like this. Yeah, no. Ten years ago there was nothing like this. No, you would have to to put it on a radio show. They would put you in jail. Yeah, they the crazy Joe Rogan. He's <laughs> lost it. Oh no. They would tell you you're out of your mind for yeah. every almost everything. You're talking about illegal drugs. I know. But I was listening the other day, um, uh, or um, I was reading rather, about the Hollywood sign. You know, the Hollywood sign mm-hmm. used to be Hollywood Land. Yeah. And at one point in 76, somebody got up there and made it Hollyweed. <laughs> because they passed <laughs> some decriminalization law in it California. It was so close to being legal nationally during Carter's administration. Wow. So close. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, if you really look into the, the journey of cannabis, you know, it's it's... It's criminal, and it's you know what they've done to this this natural product. It's ridiculous. Yes, it's really bad. <laughs> and the people that are trying to keep it illegal are the people who could benefit from it the most. Oh, isn't that? Oh. <laughs> Those people all need to get on. It's like yes. Yeah. That's why I love when when Colorado, when Denver and Colorado was doing that thing. They're you know making it legal. They're saying, look, it's just better than you know. No, you're not going to get in a fight. You go to the yeah. the bar and you you know have a, a smoke. You're going to be chill. You're not going <laughs> to you're not going to cause damage. Yeah, you're not going to just become a, a crazy person who can't even drive. You know that's yeah. unbelievable. That almost. Everywhere in America are these spots where you can get fueled up with a drug that makes your body not work so well. And, and we're fine with that. Car. And get in your yeah. car. And, of course, we don't want you to drunk drive. And no. we prefer you take cabs. And we <laughs> always say that. However, the possibility is always there. You're talking about a drug that massively inhibits your thinking process and makes you do really ir- irrational shit. And you're combining it with the access to a car. I mean, yes. the idea it, that people see through that. Our society was built on that. All the, it's that worker society. Keep them on the caffeine and the sugar and the alcohol. Boom. And Do you think it's a self-fulfilling sort of a thing? Because those things are all awesome. That's the problem. Caffeine is awesome. Sugar is sugar, awesome. Alcohol is the shit. It's yeah. all good stuff. So, I mean, is it possible that we just like it? You know, instead of big part of it, caffeine changed the world and sugar, too. Yes. It it was what brought industry to, you know, Britain. And that's why colonialism happened. That's why they conquered the world so they could bring spice and taste and sugar. And in the 1800s, the uh, 
the British doctors were like, whoa, wait a minute. We're seeing all these new diseases now because of sugar. It's, it's a drug. It's a drug. And they were like, mm, too late. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, once they had figured out how to extract sugar Ooh, from yeah. natural products, and then you can get these massive doses of it right into your bloodstream. Like if you eat spoons of <sighs> you sugar. you your kids? Ooh. Do you see, you know, they get a little, oh, we got a cupcake at school, and they lose their mind. Yeah, yeah. I gave my little one cotton candy yesterday. <laughs> she went off. <laughs> She went off. She only weighs like 30 pounds. She had like a pound of oh, cotton candy. See, it's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's a drug. It's it for is. sure And a it drug. wrecks our immune system. Sugar just totally wrecks our immune system. And that's, that's why a lot of us are so sick. Yeah, it's really close to like a toxin. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of people that are trying to say it's a toxin. So I felt, fed my baby a delicious toxin. But she's fine. They're so available, it's, and they do bounce back. cotton candy. <laughs> Kids going to want it. It's like, yes, they are. You can't have it every day. No. no. Every, every day you eat healthy. But you every now and then, give if you're at Disneyland, fuck it. It's time to go off. <laughs> go. They sell yeah. cotton candy machines at Target for the kids. Oh, a machine? A machine? Yeah, like they're these little <gasps> machines. They're like 50 bucks, and you make your own cotton candy. Oh, dude. That's so wrong. I know. That's just pure sugar. And then put them in front of TV, and you've, you've got you, we've brainwashed them, and then it's all good. Yeah. Right? And then they're ready to be plugged in. Unfortunately. Yeah. But TV's awesome too. That's also see? a problem. Exactly. <laughs> I, <laughs> see, I, 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 I am not a, I don't, I'm a not a, I'm not going to do any of this. Right. I believe in all of these things in moderation. It's all about balance because I don't want to be the other way. I don't want to be, I'm not going to do this and this and this and that because those things are fun and they're beautiful and they add taste and spice to yeah. life. And I want that balance and it's just about balance. Yeah, it's a moderation thing, yeah. right? It's like figuring out how to ride the waves of... Not be ad- addicted to it, not be yeah. a victim to it. But Don't. also enjoy a little TV every now and again. Yes. Damn, there's some good shows on. It's like, true. what's wrong with you? <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're shutting <laughs> off the world. I think that it's not an either-or situation. I think if you know what, what you're being manipulated by when, when you see like an advertisement or you understand the yeah. manipulation behind it, the... the, the um, you know, what they are intending. If you know that, then you can be safe and go in. But if you go in and just watch mindlessly and well, you will be yeah. swept away in it. Yeah, it's like a balance issue, right? Yeah, I think. Just, yeah, you just got to figure out how to do it. How do you do it? How do I do it? It's a constant practice every single day. It started when I went through breast cancer. It's that sort of, oh, fuck, I could die. You know, right? Uh-oh, wait a minute. This this is serious. And I I I had this... I actually ate. It was one of those, you know, you're talking about, we, before we went on, you are talking about cannabis and, and actually the difference between smoking it and eating it. And I'd eaten a couple of cookies and they were, of course, delicious. I had a bit more than I should. And I had one of those really severe trips. And in that came a very clear understanding of the, the nature of life, of 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 balance of and I came back went through breast cancer went through the the system I did the chemo you know I was all bald and I I did all that and I, and I got out of it going wait a minute while I'm in this every doctor I had kept saying cancer starts when cells go bad and I'd go okay well why do cells go bad and none of them would answer me none of them had that answer because that's the way our medical system is set up and this has been a journey of finding out why did my cells go bad Right. Why did they go bad? It was the, it was my nutrition. It was my stress. It was I didn't drink enough water. It's very simple stuff, and it's about an emotional imbalance. We got to bring emotion back into balance in the body. 
Yeah, it's it's as much of a factor, I believe, as all the other things in your body, your blood, your tissues, yeah. your bone. I think your your emotional health is as important as your your biological health, the health of your actual body. They're connected. Yes, it was the um, unfortunately it was the Catholic Church in 400 A.D. when De- Descartes decided that he he was like I went to the church and he said I want to study medicine I want to study the human body and they said okay you can study it wasn't medicine yet he invented medicine they said okay you can study the body but the emotion and soul that stays with the church and that's one of the reasons why this break happened and all of our great thought and intention and, and the smartest of us for hundreds of years have only developed the body separate from emotion. And we are now seeing that break down. Our whole system, our whole healthcare, everything, because it, it, it's just not true anymore. Emotion plays, uh, I, my belief is it plays almost all the part of, of disease, dis-ease. Wow. But what about like little children with horrible disorders, yeah. like that kind of shit? Well, then you have to get into... And this is where it gets it, – this is where it talks about we are here to create. This mm-hmm. is where we talk about we are here to create. We are here to work through whatever we have decided. I mean, you know, th- this gets into real spiritual stuff, the stuff before, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it all depends on your basic belief. My belief is all of us have – all of us create what we need to work through to create and learn what we need to in this world. And so I can't look at anyone as a victim. I, I, I can't even a child. I, I don't blame them. I don't say this is your fault. I say you made an agreement in this place to do this, and I, I'm sending you all my love, and I believe in you, and I believe that you will. You can be a miracle. When you, when you say that, like, but... Do you mean that, like, when you see someone who has a, a disability, you don't see mm-hmm. it as a disability? You just see that they're just another entity in mm-hmm. this life and just go forward with love and it all works out in the long run. It all works out great anyway. Is that what you mean? Uh, sort of? Yes, and it's, it's, what you te- it's what you deem works out in the end because a lot of people have different ideas of what that is. Right. I, I have tons of people that come to me who are stage four cancer and the doctors have said, there's nothing we can do. You're going to die in a few weeks. And they, they come to me all the time in cities all over the world. And I want to, and I try. And sometimes it works. Sometimes their belief is, I just give them another way of looking at it. If you have another perception other than cancer is something that, that happens to me and oops, I got it. Mm-hmm. If you understand it is my body is on this journey. And my emotion, and you're willing to to dissect and and break apart. You know, what am I eating? What am I feeling? What am I doing? Where am I? What do I need to change? You can control cancer because it is a symptom. It is not something that happens. It is your own cells that have been so taxed by your immune, your immune system, which has been taxed by sugar or emotion or any of that stress, that acidic stress. It's so taxed that then those cells. Go bad. Is it all environmental, though? I mean, is it all emotional? As in some, aren't there some random genetic rolls that dice, like p- kids that are born with massive birth defects and things see, along those lines? Well, this is the lie. This, this, it's, it's how you hold reality and creation. I believe that 
this reality is one of thought. So whatever you are creating, whatever that, you know, that, that massive deformity, that massive thing, it comes from it, – it, it's theirs. It is theirs to – I'm not judging it. I am loving it. I'm not seeing them as a victim either. I don't believe something unjust happened to them, and I don't believe something just happened to them. I believe that this is the balance of life, and we are all here to walk through it and make our choices. Wow. That's heavy-duty stuff. (laughs) 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 I mean, um, I think there's something to a person that has gone through what you've gone through physically where you get to a, a real point where you're, you know, you're worrying about your body ending. You're worrying about your yeah. trip being over. Yeah. And I think the insight that people that have uh, been through those situations and they, the, it's, it's really remarkable. And it, it always makes me wonder why we can't wrap our heads around that without a crisis. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's one of the reasons why I love to come talk to you. It's why I, I want to talk because I I would love to just have one person not have to get to crisis, but to go. Wait a minute, that might be the path that I'm I'm on. Maybe mm. this can help me. Maybe it can because when I was in it, I saw what the fear of death can do. It 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 holds everyone. Cancer. I mean, I I still see people, and it's it's been eight nine years now since I was diagnosed and went through all that, and people still look at me like, oh, are you dying? You know, they they still hold. It's a powerful energy. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a weird part of our life, a weird part of our journey. The body just sort of failing prematurely in some strange way, where it's growing its own problem. Well, that's or there is something. There is some choice that I am making. My body is perfect. Every single human body is amazingly perfect. Right. But what about people that it's environmental factors, you know, exposure to radiation, things again, along those lines? Again, why are you there? You are there because you, you made your – and again, it's not mm. about blame. Right. It's this is – you chose this when, when you were just an angel or a spirit or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, so you believe they chose, chose yes. this life when, from another yes. dimension. Yeah. When you've been there. I, wish, I, would, I wonder. Yeah. I have and I haven't. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the the ideas from the psychedelic experience. You, yeah, you sure? yeah. Uh, the ideas are very intoxicating, but uh, I wonder how much of it is correct when it comes to things along those lines, like you choosing your own destiny. Try letting go of the fear. Try believing it. Try believing it just once for one day. Yeah, I could believe it, but... Um, I mean, I could disbelieve it too. You know, I could do it's both. It's up to you. It, it can be whatever you yeah. want. I mean, you, you can, in, in that sense, if you, you believe something like that, it really can sort of create yeah. a reality for you. you absolutely. Very empowering. That's, that's, and that was my choice. I'm going to choose mm-hmm. to walk like this. And it's not easy. Believe me, everything in our re- reality, you want to say, okay, well, except for that, because that just happened to me and I'm just blaming that. Yeah. Well, I would, I, would, I would really look at it that way if it wasn't for massive environmental issues. You know, uh, toxic issues, things along those lines where people clearly, like a whole town gets cancer because there's a fucking factory nearby and they're throwing some shit in the lake and people don't know about it. Absolutely. Now go beyond that story. Go there in 10 years and find out whose life was made better, whose life was changed, what happened. There's – everything happens for a reason. 
So you think um, are you like a deterministic person? Like you believe that the world is it moves in a way that you cannot control? No, it no. Again, no. <laughs> again, no. it's it's slippery because no, I don't believe I'm not a fatalist. I believe each and every one of us controls our own reality every single day through every choice we make. The choice of of what to eat, what to think, how to feel. A lot of us think we don't have a choice in how to feel. Well, you hurt me, so I'm angry. What do you, I don't have a choice. You do. Everything is choice. And then, you know, you throw some spirituality on it and you get that everything's a choice just between love and fear. And if you break it down that small into every breath, it's like a practice. That's why the monks go live on the hill and all alone so that they can get to this perfect place of not, neither blame, you're not a judge, and you're not a victim. You're just right in there in the middle. Yeah, the monks essentially give up all civilization. Mm-hmm. They give up life entirely. No sex. Which no, is, no I partying. would not want to do that at all. Yeah. I, I believe you can do that in this life. As you were referring to earlier, balance. Yeah. Yeah, to, to yeah. enjoy it all. Yeah. yeah, I've always felt like monks are pussies. Right. Like, you can't handle it, really. I know Come relationships on. are tough, but Come if it wasn't for relationships, all the best music comes from relationships. That's hey, I'm I'm living proof. Yeah, it must, right? Like Absolutely. you go back and listen to like the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> yes. It's always a guy and a girl like talking about Breaking some shit. Up. Oh. <laughs> we thought we'd be together forever. No. You know, absolutely. Those, yeah, I mean if it wasn't for that, where would the other beautiful art come from? You, you, there's a yin and a yang to this crazy life. Absolutely. And when you can hold on to that, it's neither going into all the fear nor all the love. I'm not all, you know, airy-fairy. If you can hold that middle, life gets really cool. Yeah, if you can hold that middle. <laughs> How do you go about holding that middle? Do you, every single day. You just It's a practice. It's a practice. You don't you just you stay in the now. Did your personality change when this happened? Uh, in a way, I let go a lot of personality reactions i believe that you call up who 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 is going to be who's sitting here today looking across the table at you i'm choosing who gets to answer this i would like a 51 year old melissa to answer you not 14 year old 14 year old has answered you know in my relationships 14 year old melissa she comes out and she says some pretty (laughs) naughty things and that's who i can choose how to do it so it's it's this choice every day how i do it yeah, that's a weird thing where we sort of get stuck in those young patterns. Yeah. The patterns are, I mean, a lot of people do, though. It's its really, really common. Every day I do. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you're doing it right now. Oh, no. It's, that's how he always does it. Uh, yeah, you got to, it's, it, finding out how to manage your life is probably one of the most difficult things that the person can accomplish in their life or re- attempt to accomplish, I should say. Isn't that what it's all about. That's, that's where I want to I come to you. I want to come to listeners, everyone, as a person who I achieved my goal. I said I was born, I, I set out, in, I was born in Leavenworth, Kansas. I wanted to be a rock star. I got to be a rock star. I wanted to meet Bruce Springsteen. I got to meet Bruce Springsteen, you know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> those awesome. dreams came true. Well, there's something that happens after those dreams come true. You realize, oh, I, I'm still me. I still have all my problems. I'm still right. so... Where someone who might hold that big dream and, and think, well, I'll never get it. And so they just hold it out there. 
And then they have lots of excuses. Well, if I got that, then I'd be there, but I'm not. You know, I, I'd have enough money. I'd have enough this or that. Right. Then you can get caught in the the turmoil of life and always believe that, well, if I was famous or if I had more money, I'd be better. Well, I'm here to tell you that the fame and the money, it's nice. I'll absolutely. I love not having to wait in line. You know, it's great. Right. Yet it does not solve all my problems. And it can cloud you in a little bit of confusion. Oh, we see that every day. Yeah, we? we've all met famous people or seen oh. famous people wig out on in certain ways where you're Sad. like, okay, you're you're being like a child. You're throwing like a child's tantrum. Yeah, because they're making choices to let that child still do that. Yeah, and there's a weird imbalance. There's a certain type. There's a one type of celebrity, the I told you so celebrity. And the reason why I mean, why, why I call it that is like they're the type that once they get famous, like they feel like the whole world fucked them up until now. Ooh. And now that they've got the world by the balls because they're famous, they just really act shitty to people. Yeah. And I, I've seen that that one. That's a really shocking one. And you put that out, and what you put out comes back, and you yeah. just just sit back and watch their their world, yeah, come down. Yeah, it's it's hard enough getting through this life without yes. acting like the world owes you something, and that's that sort of delusional thinking among successful, famous people is very very odd, because that's like the furthest from the vulnerability of the reality of our biological life, right. But it was the dream that we were fed. I grew up in the 60s yeah. and the 70s. You want to be – you want to do better than your parents did. You want to make more money and buy things because that's the meaning of life. Yeah, that's how you show you're successful. Yeah. Not management, not like health, not uh, no. happiness, smiles happiness. per what? hour. No, no, <laughs> all those things. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, smiles per hour is probably very important. I never thought of it like that, but that phrase, smiles per hour, like you should probably have a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of smiles per hour. You probably get off way better in life. Yes, indeed. That's so huge. Like laughter and having fun. So yep. goddamn huge. People that don't laugh about things, I just don't understand. Well, I don't trust them. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's emotional stunting sort of a thing to that, right? Yeah. 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 How do you fix that? <sighs> You, again, take care of yourself. You have to – you can fix yourself. You cannot fix anyone else. That's, Isn't it funny how people who can't fix themselves try to fix other oh, people? Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. There's Isn't a whole there a lot, lot of that? I've been married to a few of those. Those people are crazy. Yes. They'll tell you what to do. And you're like, look at your own life, bitch. You're out of your mind. <laughs> you're not happy. You're, you're not, giving you're advice. Telling, come on. <laughs> you're not happy and you're giving advice. Okay. Well, right. Once I realized I cannot fix anybody <laughs> else, no one else, Right. I became much happier person myself you can't fix them but you can rock their world with a song that changes the way they feel about life and if even if only like for a three or four minute song even if it's only for that three or four minutes the 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 positive reaction that someone can get for something like that Mm. that can affect their choices absolutely then you start seeing how it yeah, you ever like w- w- when you had jobs? If I don't, do you ever have jobs like re- regular jobs back uh, in the day? Back in the day, yeah, a couple. You know, if you listen to a badass song before yeah. you went in for an audition or for an interview, like you'd be in a better mood. You like you, you'd have a little pep to you, and they'd be like, "I like this Etheridge girl. She's got <laughs> muxy. Oh, She's got a lot exactly. of energy. Exactly. Yeah, because you had heard some, you know, some fucking badass music in your car on the way over there. It's vibrational." 
<laughs> yeah, but that's hippie shit. Hippie, well, you know People what? People don't want to hear that. Balance, balance the hippie. Bring yeah. your inner hippie out. But the regular hippies are so annoying, they've ruined it for the hippie ideal. <laughs> See? Again, it you it's about balance. You stinky, lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> it's about you guys, balance. You guys, <laughs> stinky, lazy hippies. They have ruined the hippie culture. But not a balance of patchouli, not even a little bit of patchouli. <laughs> don't you don't like patchouli at all? Not patchouli at all. See, and you say that, but no. if you met the most wonderful woman, she and was she sweet, smelled of patchouli. She smelled of patchouli. Patchouli would give you wood every I time get, you uh, smell it. <laughs> I could get into rose water, but I can't do uh, Rose water is nice. It's... Yeah. Yeah. The smelly hippie is a problem. <laughs> it's because the smelly human's a problem. You're mm-hmm. being ridiculous, silly bitch. <laughs> what are you covering up? Why are you putting rocks under your armpits? Get some deodorant stuff. Oh, no. Don't Just get, get me started. Non aluminum deodorant. <laughs> get, yeah, there you, you go. Get Arm and Hammer. There Arm and Hammer is okay. a natural deodorant. It's yeah. like herbs and shit. <laughs> Yeah, but don't put the aluminum but it works. there. Yeah, not aluminum's bad. It's right? really bad. Yeah, but aluminum what, chlorhydrate. D- and it, why were they putting it in? Why are they putting it in deodorant? Oh, uh, because the aluminum uh, industry a uh, hundred years ago, when it first started, had a lot of waste that they needed to get rid of. What? So, <laughs> so this aluminum waste became sodium fluoride, which was put in our water and um it was thought to use oh it'll keep us from sweating which i'm sorry you're supposed to sweat there's a reason oh so it's only antiperspirant yeah. it's not deodorant yeah. right Mm-mm. yeah i don't have to worry do about anything. that i don't mind Stinky sweating yeah. i just want to smell nice yeah well, you, you smell nice you do <laughs> smelling radio he smells very nice girls if there's any thank out there. you <laughs> thank you very much um, but stinky people, you should know you're stinky, okay? <laughs> stinky hippies, you fucking lazy bitches. Get up. Get up. Go run. Water water is everywhere, and soap is not expensive, okay? Go get crafty. Take a shower. And you can use defense soap. It's natural, okay? It's a, it's a great soap that has, like, um, tea tree oil in it and eucalyptus oil. It's all natural. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good for the skin. Keeps good. It keeps you from getting, like, ringworm and stuff like that. Are you talking to someone specifically? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. grapplers. <laughs> anyone who d- practices jujitsu has to deal with ring. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah, it's yeah. really, really common. As well, as staff. You get, you can get wow. staff infections too. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've had ringworm a couple times. I've yeah. had staff uh, twice. Jeez. Yeah. Once I caught it like really early, so I didn't have to take antibiotics. I took like a Good, um, it was a, mess, yeah. a uh, topical, but once it got pretty bad, mm. it was weird. I had to take these super strong antibiotics. Which, careful, because that, yeah. the, if, if you look at people's, I believe my cancer started with, I took these super duper antibiotics. It's actually the, the stuff, um, Accutane. Really? I had really bad acne because I was out of balance mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then I took a whole bunch of, like, the super duper antibiotics. Those also are killing everything good inside of you. Yeah, people don't understand that, right? No, people, when you do rounds and rounds of antibiotics, you are really knocking yourself down. If you have a diagnosis of cancer, look in your past. At, at Was there a time, did, did you do the antibiotics right for it, right before it? Because it compromises the immune system. But when you have a big infection, like a staph absolutely. infection, you kind of have to you take kinda, it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So now it's but about you, really you taking... You really do have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the antibiotics, great for... So then you have to put probiotics back in your system? Totally, and you yeah. have to really be aware of your acid and alkaline balance inside of you. 
because that's what keeps your immune system. So a lot of green leafy vegetables. Yeah, and, and fruits, and Probiotics, acidophilus, yep. things along those lines. No like gluten, kind of no sugar. Yeah. Yeah, that gluten-free, where the hell was that 10 years ago? Uh, well, was there any gluten-free food 20 years ago? Was there any? No, hardly any. Well, because in the last 20 years, what has you know, genetically modified our, our wheat, and it's become just this unedible food. <sighs> the real problem with that is that lasagna is delicious. I know. And you give hey, me some there are some. There are yeah. some. Go- I can. I can bring you a gluten free uh, lasagna. Gluten-free I can do pizza it. Now. I'm gonna. I had some Sunday me. for Super Bowl. I did. I did. Don't make me go Joey Diaz on you guys. Pizza. Fucking gluten free lasagna. What are you talking about, people? I know. Gluten free lasagna just seems like a mess. <laughs> I don't want. Good. I don't want no part of that. <laughs> I don't want to be pretending that I'm enjoying it. Like I'm going to bring you some. Po- I'm just going to bring you some pasta. Isn't it a balance? I like I like regular pasta though. Unfortunately, I've mm-hmm. tried. I ate Ezekiel pasta, and I eat it because it's healthy for you. Sprouted grain pasta. Yeah, is that's, that not healthy? No, that is. Yeah. But again, the taste is like, oh wow, you it's are giving rough. up a lot. Yeah, yeah. You can find the balance. There are there's spelt. Spelt is like a lesser wheat. It's still a wheat, and it still will fluff up. You can get spelt bread. That's that's pretty good. I don't believe you. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show up here. I'm gonna bring a. <laughs> you bag. said pretty good. I'm like not know, convincing. Well. <laughs> not buying it. Why would I do that when I can get awesome, delicious bread? I can make a sandwich mm-hmm. out of like fat Italian bread. Oh, it'd be yummy, yummy, yummy. Mm-hmm. I well, just feel like if mm. you love it, yes. If you get other people, I don't eat it a lot. Doesn't. Yeah, good. I'm you're, pretty you're good. balanced, absolutely. But I like uh, when it's there. I love it. Yeah. Linguini with clams? Are you Come kidding on. me? You yeah. have that? Like real linguini, not some funky whole wheat pasta <laughs> shit. No, 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 not the whole, no, no, no. Whole, whole wheat's still bad, right? Is that yeah, I would, whole, whole wheat's, yeah, yeah that's full that's crazy. bad. You're too hardcore for whole wheat. I know. You should start selling t-shirts. <laughs> I'm hard. Too, too I'm hardcore for, for whole, whole wheat. wheat. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're like, you must be like super organic then. You must eat. Like, well, again, it's balanced. You would, you would think, yes. Yeah. But you know what? I have kids and they would run me, I have teenagers. They look at me like, Really, you're going to serve this for dinner? <laughs> oh, that's right. So it's about finding that in between. It's you know what I searched and searched, and I did find good gluten free pasta that my kids don't even know that it's gluten free. Oh, now they do. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're listening to your <laughs> they're like, podcast. Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> they're going to be in trouble if they know. <laughs> I thought this was real spaghetti. Right. This is some <laughs> hippie bullshit you're feeding me. Yeah. So I do try to. It's about a balance. It's about doing it seven at least seventy percent. Alkaline or that the Whole Foods, and thirty percent. You know what? Yeah, I had a pizza Sunday. It was Super Bowl football. Yeah. I don't have a pizza. Pizza is delicious. Come on, if you is. have a diet and it doesn't include pizza. It, you you're can something go wrong with yourself. you, right? See, <laughs> that's stupid. That's dumb. You but can have today, pizza one day a week. How yes, about one day a week? Absolutely. Yeah, have a cheat day. Absolutely. Do you know um, a lot of uh, athletes? They they eat clean every day of the week except one day, and they'll have one day where they go bananas. Yeah, because it helps yeah. you. Because otherwise, you don't go. You don't start. Oh, I need. I need this. I'll never have this again in my life. Yeah. I have to eat, and then, and then you're up in the middle of the night having donuts. So you know who has amazing cheat days? I just started following him on Twitter, The Rock. Have you ever ever seen what that guy eats? Dude, pull up some photos of what this guy eats. His cheat days are insane. He's a massive, massive human being. And he works out like two or three times a day. The dude's crazy. Like he's very inspirational. Of like you're into exercise. If you go to his tweets, like the guy's up at three thirty in the morning doing cardio because he's got to be on a movie set at six. 
Yeah, he's nuts. He's super, super, super dedicated. But uh, he eats like really clean and healthy, and he takes pictures of his food. And then on one day a week, he goes off. And I'm talking like giant stacks of brownies and like a a, like like a gallon of milk. The dude had like a mug of milk. Yeah, look, look at his uh, his cheat days. Wow, look at those look at those those pancakes. Look at he's got four (laughs) giant pizzas. The dude goes off. Oh. Look at the brownies and that mug of milk. That is fucking insane. <laughs> oh and look, God. he's shredded. The guy's got no body fat. It's because all throughout the rest of the week, he yeah. goes bananas. Yeah. He's at the gym all day, practically. There Does movies go. and hits the gym. I do it backwards. Yeah, you do it. You <laughs> don't even do it backwards, bitch. You, there's not a moment in your life where you live as much intensity as that guy. Not, not even when you no. eat shit. No. <laughs> not as intense as Doing it, but doing it that way, he's he's just must be like a a, a battery, just like constantly going like. No. There's certain people that like you got to go. Wow, like what's give, what gets you going like this? Three thirty in the morning, you're doing fucking cardio. If I had a six o'clock time where I had to be at work, I would get up at five fifty eight, put my shoes on, and show up. I'm not gonna right. fucking get up at three thirty and do cardio. Oh. Indeed. I've never done anything well, as may- intense as that. He works so much, though. Maybe he doesn't have, like, relationships, so he has to do something. So, that, like, working out's the only thing. Because he works, like, nonstop. He's on a m- movie set for, like, seven months and then to the next movie to set. Yeah, well, well, everything I've read about him, um, everything, every interview, every, like, tweet he does, he seems, like, really thankful for all the good things that have happened to him. And he works, like, he's got this attitude, work hard to get there, work harder to stay there. So that's what I think it is. I think he's just obsessed with gratitude. Is, yeah, he's got gratitude. He's amazing. Yeah. Gratitude is a medicine. You can change your life with gratitude. You really can, right? Yeah. I mean, we and as we were saying before about people who've had uh, sort of near-death experiences and mm-hmm. became like very spiritual afterwards and really sort of understood life in a in a, in a broader perspective, like that, like choosing to to look at life that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of difficult for people to visualize without the the real life-changing experience but Mm -hmm. if you could you would see so many amazing things about life it's the whole thing is a a beautiful (laughs) mystery yes and to hold it with less fear then you have a less fearful life and realize that that energy that you're expressing on fear you could be expressing on positive things and advancing your position in life think of all that energy yeah yeah, advancing you the way you interact with people and enhancing your relationships and and advancing the way you approach whatever you do for a living and enhancing your creativity think of how you think about your boss or or someone that you work with the energy that you spend going oh there's such a that Next time that thought pops in your head, go, okay, okay, I know I don't feel that way, but I am grateful for that job because blah, 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 or or just I'm grateful. If you can find something to be grateful about your boss, that's even better because then you can kill that fear and turn it into love. And I know it's all hippy-dippy, but that's what creates more of that positive (laughs) vibration in your life. You know what you can also do, and this is very practical, if you have someone in your life that you don't like and you have to work with them – Use them as an exercise, mm-hmm. an exercise in your own patience, yeah. an exercise in your own ability to actually be kind to someone that is not being kind to you because it gets really weird when you do that. When you're yes. kind to someone and they're not being <laughs> kind to you, they, it's like, they get even more aggressive sometimes. Sometimes. It's like, and they, they're, like, they're almost like they're stuck 
and they're they can't swim. It's like it becomes this weird sort of situation. Fear and pain is is an energy that people want to hook into you to release. Yeah. There's actually again, you can look at energetically that I've got this going on. Oh, there's somebody. Oh, I can yeah. I can give it to you. And if you react, if you react what I gave you, then oh, you've got it now. I don't have it anymore. Whew, right. I'm good. So break that chain. Don't react. Re respond. Look at them and go, okay, where can I find gratitude or love here? All right, I'm just going to, you know what, you've got a lovely tie and just move on. <laughs> yeah, for some people though, they're always at like a seven or an eight, a scale of one to ten with being upset at things because they, they're sort of this, uh, this almost momentum of chaos in their life from jobs to relationship mm-hmm. to this to that. To they, they never have this moment where they can just stop. Well, here's one. When you start practicing living your life intentionally, understanding that it is all vibrational, then you start understanding that the people that come into your life are all part of your vibration. So if there's someone in your life who is always on a seven and eight and bringing it and losing and, and, and all that, that's part of you. And the only thing you can do, you can't change them, but you can go inside yourself and go, okay, where's the part of me that's afraid of that I'm over the top and then I'm losing it and then I and, and you go in and heal that and then that person will disappear or they will change. And I've done this for eight years now and I can say that that is exactly what happens. How do you explain stalkers? I don't have any. <laughs> well, you don't have any, but other people do. do because you it's a fear. Them? You manifest it as a Whoa. fear. It is, you are afraid that as, as sexual as you're being in a photograph or in a movie or something, that someone's going to take that. And that's going to and take it wrong and come back and hurt you. It's a fear. That's uh, that becomes very hippy dippy when you're dealing with the reality of actual people actually being victimized. It though, just depends it? on what your definition of reality is. Wow, it's, <laughs> you're really putting yourself out there, and I, I really know. appreciate it. I can only do it here. Um, it, it's it's a, such a weird way of looking at the world, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think that that strange, although non-judgmental, very non-judgmental way of of looking at the world, it's almost akin to like the secret, like that kind oh, of yeah. thinking. The secret is like the McDonald's of this m- movement, I would say. I feel that a lot of people are starting to understand this on a, on a very basic level. Like, okay, if I just eat better, I'm going to feel better. Okay, food must have some sort of energy that makes mm-hmm. me feel. And you start with that. And then you realize the things that do make you feel better make your day better. And it, it's, it's, again, it's not going to happen all in one day, but it is something that is happening on a very wide scale. And the, it is the tipping point right now. I think there's more people who, I think there's people at home going, oh, that's what I always thought, but I was just too afraid to say. We have a model of the world, I think, that comes from more from the media, from huh. books and movies and, and, TV shows, that's sort of our model of how life goes because we see that almost more than we see our neighbors' lives. We see that almost more than you know, we see other people interact with each other. You think about how many hours people sit in front of the television watching yeah. television shows. And it's almost uh, – it becomes this very strange thing where fiction becomes almost the framework for mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. And it also – it's sort of like – it becomes a, a strange issue where everyone has to wonder where where do the roots of all this come from? Mm. Where where's the roots of all this crazy behavior? Are we creating this ourselves? Is it is our media 
creating this world that we can't live up to, that we can't keep up with, that we don't, that unnatural interactions with each other, always perfect endings, the people that you're following through the whole movie never die. Like, what, yeah. what, is, what are you showing me here, man? Like, what are you showing me that's so influential? Yeah. And it's, they're showing it to themselves, as we said about the people who are in the movies themselves that get so crazy mm-hmm. and delusional. Mm-hmm. Like, they are obviously caught up in whatever the fuck that is as well. Yes. And yeah. there's a lot of you can there's a lot of different roads of thought, and you can I've I've been down the you know the David Icke I've read all that I've gone you what know, do you think of that guy Oh, I, it, what's interesting is I started reading him about four, eight years ago and I read all this stuff. You read all of it? I know. Can you believe it? I, I was real. <laughs> I I needed to understand if I was going to change my life and I wanted to live too. I wanted to understand to really understand this on a very like a molecular level. I want to get this. So I studied him, and the beautiful thing was is he, he deconstructed everything. But doesn't he also believe in reptilians? Well, yes. Okay. Part of this <laughs> – part of yes, indeed. Part of this whole thing is each of us is entitled to our belief. And that's what his belief is. And that, that's what his belief is. That they're all reptiles? Though? But I mean, he, like, he's going like lectures on this. Oh, yeah, but he also goes past right. it. He also goes past it, and he starts talking about, but in the end, I understand that I am living an intentional reality, and that I create my reality, and I have to go into and only take care of myself, because... And he even goes hippy-dippy, and he gets to love. He does. Read his last book. Well, I believe that a lot of people that have wacky ideas also can have very good ideas. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea that you can – I mean, that's what uh, – that's the, the idea of taking someone's good work and connecting it to some bad work and, as if it negates the good work. It doesn't really. I look at the world again in balance, and you can't have all good. And the the – the issue comes when you start labeling and judging what's bad and what is evil, and then that's a whole nother. But Homeboy <laughs> does think that the ruling elites are lizard people. That is an issue. Okay. <laughs> that's an issue with thinking. <laughs> that's an issue where you got to And you, you know what? He get... will present you with facts. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> I bet he won't. Uh, wouldn't, I, wouldn't you love to get David Icke to sit down with Neil deGrasse Tyson and oh have him God. tell him why there are not reptiles running this world <laughs> he, would, he would it would be hilarious it would be fascinating there's all a kinds of way- be- but that's a that's is that is a fucking crazy belief but there's I've all kinds of ways of to look at it i believe in bigfoot okay not a hundred percent you can break it down you can say the reptilian uh ancestors of ours are actually this the whole darker side the whole we've got our it's scientifically yes. our reptilian brain mm-hmm. that's part of us that's the part of us that if we can imagine these horrible things that that they have done, each of us has that inside of us. Well, we're actually way worse than reptiles because reptiles <sighs> just kill things and eat them. They don't torture oh, them and tie them to trucks and Good pull God. them apart from each other and do all sorts of shit that you could find That's every day on the internet. Yep. Yeah, reptiles don't do that. So to call us reptilian in a lot of ways, we are way cooler than <laughs> reptiles, first off. We're capable of amazing shit that reptiles can't even fuck with. But if you get past that, I mean, reptiles are actually less cruel than us because reptiles don't kill for fun. They kill to eat you. 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's they, they're there just to try to get by in life. And they're, they're programmed to not be emotional and think about things. But if you're programmed to be emotional and think about things and you and still you choose to yeah. act that way, that's way worse than being a reptile. Yes. And then horrible things are going to happen to you. I still hate reptiles. Though. All right. You I can do, do not that. like them. Not at all. They're not my friends. I don't trust anything that you can't train even a little. <laughs> you, know, you, you never fucking train a crocodile monitor. You know, you just keep feeding it till it's, you know, too stuffed so it doesn't want to bite you. And they get used to you handling them, but they're never your buddy. They don't care. If you fell down right in front of them, they just start eating you. Right? <laughs> they don't give a fuck. A, a monitor, a lizard. I believe some of some of the reptilians are humans. Oh, they came back. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, like look at you frog think and toad. Interspecies uh, sort of uh, reincarnation. You talking the wind in the willows? What are you talking about? You're when, so cute. When you're talking about making the choice, like in another dimension, like a psychedelic dimension, making a choice to to mm-hmm. reexist in this life, and that you create your reality. Do you do you think that that people can be other animals? Do you think that uh, a life form is just a life form? Are humans the only one with a soul? What do you think? No, 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 no. I think that this. I think that this Earth is uh, a place of biological life, and that it is a special place that that um, <clears throat> all the other dimensional spirits can come and work through karma. It's one of the only thing places where you can get through karma. That's why I don't blame anybody for anything that is quote unquote wrong with them. So you think this is like a way station? Yeah, I think this is. <laughs> I think this is ser- yeah. This is a way station where you learn. I think this is a life school. This is a school. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That's fascinating. <laughs> I, I um, it's what's really fascinating also is how different people come to it at different levels. They come to it from different starting points, economically and physically and geographically. It's all you about know. what what you need to. Ascend. We are all ascending. Unless you're stuck in Africa, in one of those shitty towns that doesn't even have water. No. Or, <sighs> or they are to... so close to, or they so close to nature. Mm. They, th- that's the cradle of civilization. They, they've existed for millions of years. Yeah, but they get eaten by lions. It's true. It's that's not. That's not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good or right. I'm saying there's always a different way to look at everything. I guess. I guess every day that you don't get eaten by lions, you're, you're Thankful. scored. There you go. Yeah. And you get that gratitude. But then they, they eat like fly hamburgers. You ever seen that? <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> See, I choose not to. It's the craziest thing ever. They, they, they eat like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, they make like a cheeseburger with mosquitoes. They take them and they use a pan. And the mosquitoes are so thick around them. That they take these pans like it's a giant like cooking pot, and they throw it through the air. And as they're like swinging it through the air, it's killing these mosquitoes because they're hitting the back metal. And they keep doing this over and over again. And it sticks to the bottom, oh. and they scrape it up, and then they fry it and make like uh, they shake their face of off, and all the flies fall into the mosquitoes. Dude, I don't. I guess. I, I guess that's better than getting eaten by a lion. I guess so, but but I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it's yet none of us can understand what. That person is even going through. When you look at all the poverty and all the terrible places mm-hmm. on earth and the war and all the strife and all the thing, and then you look at the the good aspects of life and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, when people are cool to each other and kind and when you look at this, this big balance, you know, what do you, what do you see? Do you see like a work in progress? Do I you see, see like a gym? I see a beautiful creation that works so perfectly. This whole reality is like a super mega biocomputer that is so brilliantly engineered 
that we can't even see it, that we don't even know we're in it. We come here and we forget about it. And when I look at the bad and the good, I'm, I'm grateful for the whole experience. I'm grateful for everything. This is, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm creating. That's all. I can't do, I can't feel their pain for them. I can't take their pain away. They, they are here to work through that and make their choices. The, the, the issue also comes down to uh, <clears throat> educating more people to the idea that the reality that you choose to accept, the way your, your reality is in front of you at this very moment, what, what you can write on paper and take pictures of, that that is your life. It's not. Mm-hmm. This is just where you are right now. Yeah. This is just what you're doing right now. We are only aware of 4% of the whole energetic spectrum of, of energy that, that I mean, again, I'm talking physics. Only 4% of it can we see. There's 96% of a whole energetic world that we are unaware of. So it's kind of silly that, I mean, and this is, again, science, that we think that that 4% is everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, they still, has, haven't they, isn't there like a massive amount of the universe that they believe is dark matter and they don't even know exactly what that is? Because what's happening, I think in the next 10 years, our own scientists, and it's already begun, they're starting to say, okay, we are seeing that our universe is constantly expanding. You've heard that, right? Yeah. The constant expanding. Well, that expansion is the creation, is us creating and intending. That's the nature of our universe. And as above, so below, so are we constantly expanding. We are this great, huge um, mandala. We're this, uh, um, oh, I forget what I said. Oh. There goes my brain. See, I smoke too much. See? <laughs> <laughs> Mandala of no, it, it's this. Um, it's the thing, a hologram. That's it. And and it, when you understand a hologram, a piece of a hologram contains the whole thing. And that's how we are as human beings. We are in this hologram, and each a of piece us. Of a hologram is like a, a fractal. Yes, is a fractal. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we are. And when you understand hologram. And what it is, you'll understand that we live in a holographic universe. Yeah, that so was the a only book, w- right? Somebody wrote a book called yeah. a Holographic Universe? I yeah. started reading it, but I don't know what happened. I got distracted. <laughs> it, gets, it can be. It can, it's a big you know, piece of steak to, to digest. The idea, though, is becoming more and more mainstream that the reality that we see in front of us might not be the entire picture. Yes. That's pretty Let's much just start accepted. there. Let's, Let's start, start there. there. Yeah, the, yeah but the, the issue comes when, when people get all – you know, either incredulous or hippy-dippy, either, yeah. either you, or. You have to stay in the yeah. middle. That's what's going to save us is the people in the middle. That's what I said about, mm. like, gays. I was always like, they're straights and gays, but it's the bisexuals that are going to save us because they're going to go, you know what, I just want a choice. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just greedy. Or gre- yes. Do they double your numbers or my numbers? I don't know. <laughs> have you uh, paid any attention to these recent ideas of uh, computer simulation theory that the earth is – some or the universe itself is a, a simulation. Um, well, it depends on how you look at it. I do. When you see, when you, as I have, just just studied the fractal, the nature, the the nature of the universe, the, the quantum physics. It's the perfection is astounding, and then you start to think, well, we as a as a human race are just trying to replicate what we see, and so we've made computers. And we are like, okay, uh, this brain can't think that fast, but I can get this computer to think that fast. And all of a sudden, these computers 
are starting to look like reality. Wait a minute, maybe our reality is, and and then you you walk away with okay, it's just intelligent design. And I, you know, I'm not going to get outside of the game right now, so I might as well play the game, and I might as well. I understand the rules now. The what what whatever the design is, it seems pretty clear that there's a. Uh, no question about it. There's some sort of a, a progression going on, mm-hmm. and there's a progression going on with human consciousness, with uh, human innovation. But there also is a progression going on constantly in the universe. New galaxies are forming. Mm-hmm. New new stars are forming. It's it's very 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 strange because to think that somehow or another it's all just happening. Well, <laughs> why? What's going on? What's causing it to happen? Is it just it just is? Okay, but even it just is is unbelievably <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> yes. It just is. You don't have to call it God, but it just is the force behind hypernovas, the force yeah. behind black holes and the idea of fractal universes. It's the force behind the idea that inside every galaxy is a supermassive black hole with one half of 1% of the mass of the galaxy. And inside that galaxy may very well be a whole nother universe with hundreds of billions of black holes mm-hmm. and hundreds of billions of galaxies around them. Yes. And each one of them, another universe. And it's and you can go the other way. You can go inside your body. Yeah. You can look at your cells and you can find exactly the same wonderment. When they get to that string theory shit and they start talking about <laughs> everything being strings that are vibrating it's at all vibrations. It's all vibration. It's all vibration. And how much air there is even in like There's the atoms space. that make an oak tree. This is all space. Yeah, that space is the 96%. The 4% is what our 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 yeah, our brains hold together in front of us so we can have this experience and create the idea that a rock is all space <laughs> that's well it is put it under a microscope yeah you'll you'll see it immediately yeah if you go deep deep yeah. deep 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 you see that most of it is just what is this it's just the way it's vibrating what's this crazy shit <laughs> study it's just it. the way it's vibrating i never thought i was never a school i was always just music you know hanging out whatever I, when i started actually reading about quantum physics can uh, Ken Wilber, really great. He's he's you know based in science. Yeah. Bill Lipton, they're all they're based in science, and they're saying, look, this is the wonderment we found, and we think it means more. <sighs> There's a, a gentleman who recently um, did an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who um, I should give him credit so people could look this up. Mm. It's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life coming from a scientist when it's, what he essentially said was that in the inner workings of quantum physics when they get to these like badass crazy equations one of the things they found is self-correcting computer code and this self-correcting computer code was a type of code that was uh, invented they thought in the 1940s and uh, it's it's they they found this very code in the theories, bond in the the calculations of quantum physics, I don't know what the fuck that means. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, it you sounds know? like yeah. Clearly, we are discovering ourselves, and we're discovering the great code, the gigantic you know computer that is this beautiful Earth and is us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it just seems like even putting a label on it. Yeah, it's one of the things that I've always felt like. Um, his, the, the gentleman's name is James Gates, and he's the one who discovered this computer code. So it's, just go check it out and read it online because it's so crazy. You, you wrap your head around this. Doubly even self-dual linear binary error-correcting block code first invented in the 1940s has been discovered 
I mean, it literally is <laughs> like the Matrix. If this guy's yes. right, it literally is like the Matrix. Yes. <laughs> Come so, on. Yeah. Well, the the idea is that if they were able to create a simulation, that it would be indiscernible from reality, and that what we might have already done, so we we might have already transgressed from the biological life into this symbiotic sort of computer life. Mm-hmm. We just don't. We don't. We don't recognize it yet. I think a lot of it is when you realize that you are creating what's in front of you, then you can get out of that game. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Try it. I, I guess. But the problem is, does it only work? It's like the, that's how I felt about The Secret. I'm like, they're only interviewing winners. I know losers <laughs> that have tried The Secret. There was a, a young lady who's a, a very nice person. She's a, a friend of, um, what the fuck's her name, bro? Kelly Kirsten. A friend of Kelly Kirsten. She used to always come down to the, the comedy store. And uh, she was uh, super positive. And she... I remember she came down. She was telling us about the secret. Mm-hmm. You know, she just started doing the secret, living her life by the secret, and everything's amazing now. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see how I'm gonna totally manufacture a completely new life. And um, then I met them. I didn't see her again for about two years. And then uh, I met them again at another comedy club. And I'm like, and she was all bummed out. And I go, uh, I go, how you been? I go, what's going on? Are you still into that secret thing? And she goes. Yeah, I really wanted to see if this makes sense to anyone else because I've been doing everything they said and my life is a fucking wreck. And she's like, and I have all these people in my life and I can't get rid of them and I can't get them to straighten their life out and I'm always dragged into this yeah. bad relationship over and over and over again and job sucks and work sucks. I'm like, wow. Absolutely. You need to be in the secret too. Yeah. You, know, like, <laughs> you, need, you need to like let people know you can't just think things and all of a sudden the exactly. world's going to be better. That's why I call the secret the McDonald's. Yeah. You can, it's, it's a process. It's, it's the idea, which is great. I love that they got the idea in there. It takes practice because it is belief. If you look at your life and you believe, oh, I don't have enough and I want this, you are coming from lack. So you are creating lack. It's a, it's a crazy uh, formula mm-hmm. and how you think. It's very hippy dippy. A, a lot of people must get upset at that kind of thinking. Do you ever have? They don't come around me. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, what they would go after is they would go after the idea of children with terrible diseases is their choice. Absolutely, that's what they would go after. After it, it, that is where it breaks down because people don't. People want to hold on to the thought that it is possible for something just to happen to you with no reason. So do you believe that this life leads into another one and you you do this life the best you can and then you reap the bounty in your next life? My belief – no, no, because that's that's, – my belief is this is a school, like I said, and that we are all ascending and there are those who have gone before us who have figured it out and – Overcame death, which is pretty intense. That's a lot of work. <laughs> right. Um, there are those who understand that death is a transition, and they are done here with, okay, I've learned everything. I'm ready to, to move on. And there are those who choose death, game over, because, you know what, I, I can't quite figure it out, and I'm going to try it again. Let me, let me do it again. Yeah, the, um, the transitionary phase uh, for a lot of people was made easier by psychedelics and mm-hmm. Larry Hagman 
uh, was doing an interview on CNN. It was, it was really fascinating to see him talk about it. Mm. And he was talking about how he, when he did acid, it released him from fear of death. It yeah. completely released it. So like knowing that and knowing that he died recently, it was like it was comforting knowing that that guy had that experience mm-hmm. and had this different perception, which really mellowed him out and made him kinder and gentler and sort of he saw saw it for what it really is. This supposedly really is. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he's just dead. I don't know. That's well, what a his, lot of people would like you to think. His body is dead. Yeah, his spirit. All spirits totally live on. I mean, that's just. Silly to not think that. You're like <laughs> silly. Why? But why would you choose? Why would you choose to believe that this is it? And when the lights go out, that's it, and it's over right. forever, never. Why would you choose to believe that it's not though? Because why would you choose to believe that when ah, you, you, you go might to sleep, be afraid. when you take a nap, you you're, you assume you're going to wake up? Yeah. But you're not afraid to just shut off. Right. Right. Why be afraid anyway? Right. Why be afraid to just shut off? It don't have to live forever. Exactly. You could just shut off too. That's all when right. I, r- really? No. When you when you overcome the fear of death. You yeah. really free yourself up. Yeah. Well, you got to realize that it's going to suck. Okay. You're probably <laughs> going to die screaming and oh, uh, your body's going to fail. If you believe. <laughs> if you believe. But then the next things happen. Well, if you're in a plane crash, did you manifest Did you manifest that? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Whoa. I know. Again, not blame. Okay. Not blame. Maybe Every- it's just one asshole in the plane that manifests. No, that. no. <laughs> that, what if he's the shoe bomber? <laughs> if there's a shoe bomber on your plane, did you manifest that? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Are you, and- you really sure of this? Only you exist, Joe. <laughs> in my belief, I do believe. And then I have to let go and go. And I, I believe that I do not need that lesson. I do not need to die terrifyingly in a plane crash. I do not need that. Right. I, so I'm not even going to think about that. That is not even a possibility. When I board an airplane, I actually think this is because I fly a lot, and for the first few years, it was I was a white knuckle. You know, every little thing was like, oh, I'm going down. You know, rock stars airplanes. It's like right. So I, um, when I board an airplane now, I think, look at all these lucky people because there is no way this plane's going to do anything because that's not what I signed up for. That is not. <laughs> that's not the end of the lifetime movie. It's not. Well, that is a, a very positive way of looking at life. And if you're correct, it's going to be amazing. Yes. I, mean, your, your life's I hope you're around. A to... masterpiece. <laughs> to... Isn't it funny, though? Because even if your life was a masterpiece, people are like, she got lucky. See, okay? Exactly. And that's belief. Yeah. If you choose to always believe that, see, look at my life, it's bad, it will be bad. The real problem with that is that people, well, people believe all sorts of silly things. And what mm-hmm. I say to that is, yes, but... The real issue is, have we shown that beliefs can change reality? Yes, we can through the placebo method. That's, mm-hmm. a, the, yes. r- that's real. That's scientifically measured effect yes. where they've shown that they can give you something that is not physically active. It's an inert substance. And the idea of taking it for whatever reason, you believe that this sugar pill, which is actually poison, right? Right. <laughs> um, is f- doing something. Yeah. It's changing your life. That's why I tell people when they come to me with cancer, I say, what do you believe? Do you believe that this chemotherapy is going to help you? Do you believe that? Then go with your belief. What about R. Kelly? Because he believes he can fly. He, well, then there's that. But then he does a lot of other <laughs> shit that's really rude. So <laughs> exactly. So I would look at the balance. that's why he can't fly. <laughs> yeah. If R. Kelly could just stop peeing on people, maybe oh, fly around. Oh, that's a so bit. old. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just he doesn't saying. do that anymore. He's saying, "Don't judge." He's out of that space. <laughs> I don't know. Are you an R. Kelly fan? Do you stick up for all musicians? Is it? No, 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 no. I think people make their own reality in the world. Are you, I... are you aware of R. Kelly? 
I am aware of him, yeah. Have you ever watched any of his music videos? Oh, no, I, I just watched Chappelle where they always make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> his, his unintentional comedy is amongst the greatest yeah. things the world has ever known. Yeah, then there's that. Yeah, for real. There's a video called Real Talk, oh. and you must watch it. I will. Uh, p- preferably under medicated conditions. Well, yes, Because duh. then the, the ridiculousness <laughs> of it comes blaring at you like an awesome parody. But it's mm-hmm. not a parody. It's I don't think. I mean, he might be like parodying a little. trying to be a little bit funny, but... A lot of it is just, he's bananas. It's sort of like the Budweiser commercial yesterday. Did you see the Clydesdale? Did you watch in the Super Bowl? No. I slept through the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. I'm a football fanatic. It's a lesbian. Are you really? My holy day. A lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Do a lot of lesbians get into like guy type shit like that? Yes. Really? I fu- my best friends are guys because I can relate. Women are crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Girls are crazy. They are. No. Oh, and that's it, funny. It's about the balance. And, and I, I grew my father was a huge football fan and, and just adored my father. And he, he passed away when I was 30, but he was, he just, he was a football coach and basketball coach. So I just, you know, I love that. And I grew up in the Midwest and it's a big part of my life. Who's your team, Kansas? Oh, can you imagine? The Kansas City Chiefs. We are in dead last this year. We have first round pick next well, year. Well, maybe you chose that. See? <laughs> Everything's a metaphor. Life is you a metaphor. Watch be... me now. I'm going to choose the best. Choose the Patriots. Get your yeah. shit together. <laughs> you can't try manufacturing a great team in Kansas City. There's not enough money in Kansas City, unfortunately. Oh, but there's gratitude. There's there's will. I'm telling you. <laughs> Good oh, luck. There's giant black super athletes. They're seven feet tall now. They run a million miles Good an hour. God. They're going to find them when they're 10. They watch them the whole way and give them the right food. <laughs> There's there's guys to this day that are recruiting kids. They, they go and get high school kids. They they find these white dudes that can shoot a penny that you throw in the air with a rock. Mm-hmm. You know they can football like a mm-hmm. like a piston. They find these kids. You know these find these uh, these uh, running backs that have ungodly speed and they just keep a good eye on them and follow them through college and so much money in football. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah. The athletes yeah. that are being born today. Look at the quarterbacks. The new they're changing the game. The the just the technology in training athletes and the athletes the realizations now of the what's possible with various strength and conditioning programs and yeah. diet. Stanford just came out with some glove. This is really crazy. It's a glove, a cooling glove that's better than steroids. Okay? It's it's legal, completely legal. Somehow or another, they put your body in this glove and the glove is uh, it freezes somehow or another your body it cools you down and it cools you down in a way that lets you recuperate at an incredibly rapid pace it's a complete new thing they figured out so people are going to be able to take this they're going to be able to work out unbelievably hard wear this cooling glove and through no illegal methods no unnatural drugs just cooling their body they're going to recuperate like crazy when they start working with the body's amazing properties to create a better body, that's when it's going to work. Yeah, this is like a hijack. They found like a, a fuck up with the system. All you have to do is cool that body temperature down. And like that's a thing they've been doing with uh, ice baths as well. That's uh, something that you know didn't really yeah. exist that long ago. But now they're after training, a lot of guys do these uh, crazy <laughs> ice baths. Oh, my God, that's hard to do. <sighs> that's hard to do. It's so hard to like relax in there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, that's the hard part. Once you climb in, your your body constricts. You can't get any air. You're like, ah, 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 ooh. it sucks. But if you can do it, it's awesome for your recovery. Well, this is even better, apparently. 
It's crazy. Hmm. So like the athletes that you're, they're getting now, they're going to be even bigger. They're going to be even faster. And they're going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. You think so? <laughs> we got the first pick. The first. Even pick. our second round pick is huge. It's it's way up there. How does that work? Who gets the, what the, pick? Yeah, the worst team gets the first pick. Really? That's yeah, hilarious. That sucks for the best guy. The worst team. It's true. But then again, you. In. But so look, Andrew Luck and uh, the Colts were the worst team last year. They got Andrew Luck. They you know made it to the playoffs. Isn't that amazing that one super athlete dude yeah. could one was is a quarterback, one you know super yeah. athlete in one way, one Herschel Walker type dude who just unheard of athletes. They just can change your whole fucking game. Well, that's because he believes it, and then the other people around it start spreading, and they start mm. believing. Oh, see how so, it so dudes with slow twitch muscles, right? Can they believe they can win in sprinting competitions against you ask, Usain Bolt? You ask any so professional you, uh, athlete, yeah. what is it? And they'll say, the difference between you know the, the Ravens and the 49ers last night, mm. the Ravens believed it. You can see when the 49ers stopped believing it. That's just what I it's a fig yeah. Newton Maybe that's just what you believe, <laughs> and you've created this whole Super Bowl, and, and we are just participants. And you are my funny Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's I'm just, just your, your background. I'm your new toy that you just exactly. picked up today. I want to go talk to him. <laughs> uh, you just created us in our old world. Yes. Oh, didn't even exist before you came around. Oh. But in your world, that is the case. The reality mm-hmm. is, in your universe, I didn't exist in a physical form until, until we meet each other. Yeah. And you didn't either. I saw you mm-hmm. on TV. I've heard your songs. But Image? as a physical human being you didn't exist in my world until today so i really did kind of invent you yes and you invented me yes and i'm glad we did that so we all live in invented universes and they all parallel coexist with each other yes so take charge of your life do it get your shit together bitches (laughs) melissa etheridge just dropped some pseudoscience on your ass (laughs) 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 but wonderfully empowering pseudoscience right Mm. that uh that attitude is uh, one that's espoused by some of the happiest people I know, that you create your own reality. I don't know. I, I try to be, and I get accused of not being uh, really open-minded, but I really do try to be as yeah. much as humanly possible. I try to, especially since doing this podcast, I try to look at every point of every aspect of things and cool. really try and not really make opinions on a lot of shit. Just cool. go, I don't know enough. I, don't, I really can't say, and I, I don't like getting into those conversations with people where they claim they do yeah. know enough to, yeah. to just refute things. I think people enjoy refuting things as well. Yeah. Because they believe very, it's it's all. If I just look at everyone with belief, I you are free to believe what you believe. It's yeah. wonderful. Have you always been an artist? Have you always been a? Yeah, I can't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just hopeless anywhere else. Yeah. When uh, when did you what did you start with? Did you always music? guitar? Yeah, always. always yeah, music. when I was eight years old, my uh, well, I just the transistor radio was the seventies or sixties, oh, and I was you know listening to the Beatles and. My sister was a little older, and she had a lot of music. My father bought her a guitar, and I was eight years old going, please, I want to play it. They said, no, you're too young. It'll hurt your fingers. I'm like, please, please. And the, the teacher's like, well, let her come. She, she won't come back because it's too hard. And, of course, I played, and my fingers bled, and I was like, I want to do it, and I kept doing it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. See, I never had a desire to do it, but I was always fascinated by mm. it. It just was, it never pulled me towards, like, a, a career, yeah. but I was, when I was a little kid, I was probably, like, seven, and my sister was six, and we had a little record player, yeah. you know, play like uh, 45s. 45s yeah. And we had only a couple of records, and one of them was The Things We Do for Love. Oh. You know that song? Remember that? Yeah, The Things We Do for Love. Like walking Ten in the rain and the snow. And, and I was amazed. 
because it was really the only time I'd ever have access. I'd ever have access to music that I could start and stop. I could just decide, ready, go, yeah. and then it starts. And I was like, now I can really pay attention to it, as opposed to like walking into a store and the music is playing, or going into a restaurant and the music is playing. This is my first experience where I actually could turn on the music and turn off the music and realize, oh, this is crazy. This is coming out of this fucking disc. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Someone's figured out a way to make this flat yeah. black plastic disc, and then I put this needly thing on it, and it spins around and it plays me crazy songs. It holds the vibration. You yeah. can start. You can do the science right there. That's fine. Vibration on the vinyl and the diamond in the diamonds are like rocks and quartz. That's why all the quartz crazy stuff that picks up a vibration and you hear it, which is just vibrations on your ear. I think it's one of the reasons why I became a stand up comedian. Yeah. Because listening to that, I started asking questions. And I remember, I really remember this from being seven years old that no one had any answers to why they or how they could put that music on a record. No one around me. Yeah. I was seven years old. I asked my mom. She didn't have any fucking idea. I asked my uh-huh. dad. No idea. No one had any idea yet. There were records all over the place. I was like, damn, this is weird. Like, why wouldn't you guys ask how they make this? <laughs> like, isn't this freaky to you that there's something uh-huh. around you? Aren't you curious? And I was amazed at how many people just actually weren't curious. And uh, that sort of started me along that path of looking at all these adults with a slanted eye. Looking like, hmm, <laughs> I don't trust you. You don't know everything. Motherfuckers yeah. might be crazy. Yeah. You don't even know how records are made. You're just living your whole life. Not Meanwhile, I'm 45. I don't know how records are made. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but back then, yes. when I was a kid, I thought these people were ridiculous. But if my kid asked me, I would at least research it. I would go, well, let's find out. You know, I want to well, know. Now you can go on YouTube yeah. and you can see how it's Instantaneously, made. Instant- you could know. That's the thing. Instantaneous information. It's yeah, changing that's, our world. That is changing our world, yeah. isn't it? Um, do you embrace it? Are you, you're on I the do. Twitter, right? You, I see you actually respond to people on Twitter. You actually... Someone does, yes. Do I? It's not, it's not me, no. I don't. Oh, it's a fake I know. You don't do any Dude. blogs or anything no, like that, right? No, okay. I, I you can't win. You just can't win. Oh, you can't I win. I missed with... it. I, just, I missed the whole time, and I don't have time to do that. I have very... I have four children, and it's right. just... And I, I, I choose not to spend the time. To, I, I will. I have a fan club. I have a whole group of people that, that work for me that do that. Uh-huh. So I stay in that uh, arena. But I, no, I, I can't. But do people think that it's you? Like, I don't know. Because you have a verified account. I always tell them that it's not me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely said, my yeah. people. I, I can make – yeah, I can make a – Statement. I will go to my Twitter and I will go oh, to my okay. website and I will go this and you can count on that. If it says Melissa Etheridge said this, that you can count that that's what it is, that right. I did say it. See, the, the only problem that I would say uh-huh. is that on your Twitter when you go there, uh-huh. it looks like you're responding to things, responding to people uh-huh. because someone is doing it through your verified Twitter and they're not saying, hey, this isn't Melissa. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, like they're a lot of responding like, like Britney Spears and stuff like that do the same thing, but when yeah, every right, time they actually Britney. do it, they, you know who it is. They, they do like dash BS, you know, like oh. meaning like it's her. Yeah, they, they'll, yes. they'll write like team someone or another oh, is cool. doing this. Well, I think I'll have to go to my team and say, hey. Which I found <laughs> on a really unsuccessful comedians page and I was very offended by it. I was like, what do you got a team for, bitch? You ain't got no team. <laughs> like, you, you can't respond on your Twitter to actual people. Yeah. For a comedian, Twitter is like super important. Oh, yeah. You, well, you, you, can keep your, you can keep sharp. Yeah. It's Funny. fun. It's fun to write like mm-hmm. little things in 140 characters, but it's also important mm-hmm. to be able to keep in contact with people yes. like that. You don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. No? It's too much? 
I just don't just don't want to spend the time to do it. I just don't. It's just uh, not in it's just your. Not, it's not you in choose. my wheel. But yeah, I don't want people to know that much about me. They know way too much anyway. Isn't it weird that they just want to find so much about you? Just want to dig. I'm in not your that life interesting. And... I am so not. This well, interesting it's not. You... It's not even that. It's yeah. not. It's just they fixate. Yeah. They just decide. Well, because that... they don't want to look at themselves. Yeah. What, what yeah, was that's your a big part of it? Hmm? What was your uh, Woodstock performance like? That was one of my favorite mm, uh, shows. Yeah, ninety four. Uh, and I just, that was one of my favorites of Woodstock. Was oh, thank you. Uh, what was that like being uh, in that situation? I got to tell you, it was, it was crazy one because it was the 25th anniversary and, and they hadn't got back together to do this. And, and I remember being, uh, oh, they, they, we took a, a, a car to a bus that drove to a, a, the secret hotel house somewhere that then put us on a boat that took us up a river that uh, to a van that took us to the backstage it was crazy wow. and and i remember uh, joe cocker opening the the day that that i played and i was on stage and you know get by with a little help from my friends i was like oh this is awesome and it was really really wonderful I, they put me in between henry rollins and nine inch nails wow. that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and it rained during henry rollins so my my show, the sun came out. It was beautiful. You manifested that. It, it, well, you I manifested that, and Henry Rollins <laughs> fucked up. He got all negative. And, See, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him. I know you're not going to blame him. That's why I'm here to blame <laughs> <Did> she, him. Right. <laughs> so, and I like him. I like Henry Rollins. Oh, yeah, He's badass. Yeah, yeah. He I, really I, is. I, I like a lot of what yeah. that guy is. So I got to play, and the audience was great. There was a bit of moshing going on in front of me that kind of scared me. People Uh-oh. Yeah, you can bring it Oh, look at that. Yeah. It was great. There, by my last song, I played like the way I do. Yeah, there's the, the, mud, the people. mud people. <laughs> they started because it had just rained, and I could see this patch of of gray brown way far. Away. I mean, I couldn't see the end of the the audience, and so I'm I'm looking, and all of a sudden that patch kind of turns into a snake, and they all start coming toward the stage, and everyone's like moving out of the way because it's all these completely muddy people from head to toe. It was Brian, beautiful. show that, show that again. And that's a real first world problem. A bunch of white people, <laughs> muddy, all muddy. That's, <laughs> white people are so silly in their decisions to get muddy. Yes, because that, that was black people. That fucking concert's canceled, bitch. Right, they it's would, muddy. They, no way. Like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> they're not going to go moshing. If it was all yeah. black girls, how many black girls do you think no. would be there? They're going to mess they, up their hair. Their hair no, they're did. Not do that, yeah. Fucking high heels and stepping <laughs> in the mud, bitch. That show's over. It takes dopey white people to be slamming into each other. That's us. <laughs> yeah, white people will get muddy. Yes. They get crazy. And, and that yes. the whole moshing thing, the mosh pit thing, is so bananas. Like, when did that start? How, Serious what, what happened to just enjoying the music or, or oh. dancing? Why are you slamming into each other, you crazy assholes? I had one guy jump up on my stage and go to dive off, and everyone just moved, and he just went slam right oh, on the floor. God. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah, that Ouch. must have been bad. Ouch, did yes. Did get knocked unconscious? And he kind of just walked off, really, because, you oh, my know, you get thrown out if you do that. Oh, he must have been fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he was. Diving <laughs> off a stage and everybody scatters. <laughs> Why would you think that they would catch you? That you need to hurt catching somebody, you know? Yes, yes, you would. Oh, why would you just risk that? Alcohol. <sighs> that See? See? Gets you all brave. But it was also his choice. It was choice to yes, be a was. dickwad. The and universe is trying to end him. The universe is <laughs> no. sending him bad signals. Like, go ahead, jump. No. Jump, dummy. We're tired of your bullshit. No. <laughs> Never, never. No judgment whatsoever <laughs> no, from you. None. What do you? Th- how do you feel though when you see like a, a horrible tragedy, like Connecticut shooting? Like Connecticut. And that's- yes, that is definitely the hardest. And I'm not telling you it's it's easy that I just go, oh, you know, that's you know right. the balance. I understand that through this horrific act, that 
the outpouring of goodwill, the outpouring of, wait a minute, we have to do something, not only, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get in the gun control thing. I think it's beyond that to the people, the person, a person that can be in so much pain that they can right. walk in and do that. That's, that's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what leads our human beings of our society to that sort of pain without anyone noticing. Right, but wouldn't you have to say that he, he asked for that? Wouldn't, I mean, with your philosophy, he, he created his that? His idea, yes. I, I, I imagine his pain was so great that the only way to unload it was to spray that much pain around. Mm-hmm. And the pain, be- it becomes all-encompassing, and of course, you know, you just fall into it, and of course, you're just going to end your own life. It's like game over. It's like tilt. But how do you factor in, like, psychosis and things like, along those lines, like real mental issues? Real mental issues. It depends on how you look at what... Just because something is not the way you and I perceive, okay, this is sane and that's crazy. Right. Real mental issues, where's the line? Draw me the line where your thoughts become psychosis. Right. You know, where is it? The right? Is it okay. a spectrum? Yeah. Is it broad? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's been vibrating that much more. And so you are so far out of it that we call it psychosis. But there are some people that do not have an emotional connection to other people. They don't feel remorse. Indeed. That, that you look at that and go, what, what, what is their intention here? What is their, what do they need to drop? I mean, who knows what they are intending and creating after given that. It's like, okay, you're going to go back into this, the, the biosphere called Earth. You're going to go in there, and we're going to, this, this is your handicap. You can't feel a thing. Because it, it, now, now, work through that. <laughs> How do you work through that? Though, How do you, you work? You don't th- have any feelings. I mean, the idea of not having any feelings and lashing out is a big difference between the idea of just not having any feelings without mm-hmm. the need for inflicting pain on other people. That's it. Seems to be a dual issue. It seems mm-hmm. to be an issue of not being able to feel it for some of them, you know, and also the anger and the 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 the, the wanton, mm-hmm. the, the desire to hurt, the belief that if they don't hurt something. They're going to hurt more. It seems like with this way of thinking, that if you uh, if you if you got more people huh. to sort of uh, look at it that way, and more people to do, you think that that would be like an empowering thing? Yeah, it's it's the it's the point in which you see that peace is okay. I need to okay. You might have thrown the last rock. You might have shot the last bullet. But I need to be willing to go, oh, okay, I'm not going to shoot back. I'm going to start a different reaction. So if you get enough people who believe that and, and believe that if I take care of myself, that nothing bad is going to happen to me that I, don't, that I can't handle, because I'm not saying the world is all good. It's about understanding your balance and what you ask for and walking through it. If I can hold that and not blame anybody else, and nobody else is going to blame me, then we start walking, we start moving to a future that is, all of a sudden you don't need prisons. All of a sudden you don't need, uh, all of a sudden the way we govern ourselves 
completely changes. But you got to catch people at a very, very, very early age and sort of mm. manifest this type of behavior. Yeah. You have to get them when they're young, expose them to nothing but love and yeah. curiosity and My kids think I'm crazy with joy. Why yeah. do they think you're crazy? Well, because I talk all that voodoo talk because it is different. That's what they say. Like, oh, mom, stop that voodoo stuff. But they will believe it when they it, call it voodoo. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that voodoo stuff. How long have you been talking voodoo? Oh, it's been about eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. But I, I can constantly go, okay, you saw that choice you made. This is the result of that choice. This is not anybody else. It's not anybody who's doing anything to you. So there is no randomness, you think? So people that are in like the tower when the plane hits, they, they made a choice somehow in the world to be in that spot. If you can look at it without blame. Right. If you can look at that they, that that was what they signed up for. They wanted to be in it for that long. I mean, you know, I, I can't tell this to someone who lost their loved right. one. Of they're they're going to, that's not going to sound. Yet, my belief is founded on that I can't blame anybody else for anything. But it's also founded on the idea that you're creating this sort of reality that you exist in. Mm-hmm. And that everybody's creating their own reality. So if I work, if I make my little hologram, my little fractal of the hologram, if I work making that the best I can, as fill it with as much love and as little fear as possible, then I help the whole picture because the whole picture has me in it. I look at it as a uh, – I, ha- I don't have an opinion one way or another, but I do look at it often that it's a combination of that and scientific reality. Like I think that if – the super volcano goes, we're all fucked no matter what you believe. I do believe that. But I do believe that there's also a, a real possibility that your thoughts are creating a good portion of your reality. And your thoughts interacting with other people are actually responsible for culture in the first place. I mean, yeah. That's how decisions get made. Conversations have taken place. Letters get written. Books get written. That's how it all happens. It happens through your mind interacting with other people and literally changing things in a very physical form that everybody agrees on. But I think that even besides that, I think there's other issues going on. I think it's a lot more ethereal than we give it credit for. It's very strange. I'm just trying to walk every day. Just walk. But asteroids will fuck your world up. (laughs) And that shit is real... <laughs> Real as ice cream, they they come down and that's a wrap, son. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's a lot of them out there. I think that too. Yeah. So I think you create your reality, but I also think that there's some random shit that I didn't sign up for. If it was up to me, there would be no asteroids. Okay, I would work hmm. that out. I'd figure it out. I'd be like, that has got to be one fucked up way to go. Where there's a big light in the sky for three days until finally, boom, it just over. Yeah, I'm not really into that. All right. That was not my idea, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> but I could be wrong. Maybe I was a, a real mess. You are thinking about it, though. Yes. Well, I guess. I mean, if you're correct, then I do live in this world that's really nutty, and asteroids are there to keep you honest. <laughs> or you could say, I'm really grateful that I did, that there were no asteroids, that it was a perfectly uneventful day. What other kind of crazy out there ideas do you have in your head? Do you believe in alien contact? Do you believe in anything like that? Um, I, I don't... I don't think that there's like a whole race of people that are like, Ooh, you know, I'm from another planet, blah, blah, blah. I do believe in multidimensional reality, and I believe that there are other spiritual beings that live on well, – that exist. I wouldn't say live – that exist on different planes and that that is where my spirit goes to when this uh, biological body dies. 
I've tried to pretend they're watching me all the time. <laughs> they it keeps are. me on the steady. <laughs> keeps you on the straight and narrow. Keeps yeah. Me on the <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm not a. I'm. You know, you, you can. You can. I think everything's metaphor. So. I lost a lot of interest in uh, aliens once it I had psychedelic experiences. Yes. <clears throat> the first DMT trip I had, I really checked out the whole alien culture. It's like you guys are missing the whole yeah, thing. You're, yeah, yeah. That's your also time. what I. Yeah, it's like it's not out there; it's in here. Yeah, I try to explain that to someone that if you if a if a UFO landed on the White House law, <laughs> just the White House lawn got out, aliens got out, met the president, gave him some new supercomputer, it would be way less crazier than DMT. Like yes. DMT is infinitely crazier and than that, it and it pushes real. you. Yeah, it pushes you to. See what are you yeah. believing? Yeah. What's beyond this thing that you are so dead certain is reality? Yeah. Ah. Whoa! The, the deer head just fell over. That's his reality. That's fine. powerful stuff. Powerful. Yeah. No kidding. You got so excited. You were pounding on wood. Know, You're going nutty. Oh my god. There you go. There we go. Dude, your bladder must be huge. I've been sitting here talking to you, and oh, you I, all I need it? to do is go, just go. Go, go, go. Right. Use the restroom. I'll be go. right back, we'll be everyone. Right back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I can take it. Okay. My co-host on uh, the UFC has a real problem. I, that's not the bathroom. The next, to, the, 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 to that door to the right. <laughs> well, this Atheridge is cool as fuck. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to be so crazy hippie. She's super crazy hippie, right? Yeah. So Neil deGrasse Tyson would be having fucking, he would be flipping out. You know who would be really flipping out? Kara. Kara Santa Maria? Yeah. That bitch would be going crazy right now. <laughs> 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 Any, that's like a non-scientific crazy talk. Vegas was a lot of fun this weekend, man. Oh, Thanks yeah. a lot for everything, but uh, except for the peeing on, on my pillow part. Yeah, yeah Brian go. got so drunk. I, I left him. <laughs> at a certain point in the night Oh after the show I went and played pool Yeah Because uh, this guy Stevie Moore was in town Who's like this World famous professional pool player And he wanted to play with me For me that's like You know It's like a golfer Who gets a chance To go play with Jack Nicholas. How bad did he kick your ass? Oh he p- tortured me Did you win any games? Yeah I won a couple games Yeah I mean he misses Every now and again But he's amazing So I did that And uh, Brian went out And got fucking blasted To the point where He almost died And he went back home To his I learned. I'm learning more new things by the way somebody like i have this alert thing on google if anyone you know uses red band it goes hey you're, you're being talked about on this message board it's like gonna, someone you, sounds needy no no it's, it's just kind of a way to like kind of track things well somebody was like hey just met red band in the elevator he he came back to our room and we smoked weed i went to some dude's room and smoked weed in vegas like a stranger or somebody just made that up no, I I, re- I, I slightly remember it. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then then I guess I, I went back to my room and I had to go to the bathroom so bad that I woke up and peed on my pillow and then put a blanket on my pillow, then slept back on it and then woke up in the, in the morning. I was like, "Why is my pillow away?" You know? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Came perfect timing. <laughs> oh, back for a, a recap of no. Brian's weekend. Yeah, we have uh, Ari Shafir coming with us tomorrow, who I watched scream and yell at the TSA agents. Oh, no. Did, did he do it again on the oh, way he's back? Doing it, he's doing it constantly. That's what he does now. He yells at the TSA. Aww. He won't take off his shoes. He won't take off his shoes. He goes uh, through a, uh, a screening thing, and he's like, you guys are all corrupt. This is stupid. Tomorrow we'll talk about it. It was oh, amazing. I got a picture of it. I, I tweeted the picture when it went down. I put it on my Instagram. But uh, it, it, was, it was hilarious. I'm like, why are you creating all these problems? 
He's like, this is stupid. It's corruption. We didn't ask for this. I go, yeah, but all you have to do is just take your shoes off and walk through that little thing and show them your junk, and then you go. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to be fine. Those naked scanners, what are you afraid of, man? For real? Oh, I don't go through them just for the radiation some aspect. of them, the uh, the new ones, when you stand up and you hold your hand up like that, it's yeah. not radiation. It's some sort of a radio wave. Yeah, that's what they you say. Don't, you don't, you're not into I just, it? I just stay out of it just, just general in general, you know, but I don't yell at them. <laughs> there's more of an issue of the radiation of space, actually, scientifically. Yeah. That is in, if we believe how, what the, the numbers are that they say that those things, those scanners give off. Yeah. But they say there's a real risk of radiation just actually flying. Just flying, yeah. just being just, up in the air that high, it's very, a lot of radiation. You know, there's a lot of stuff we, again, can be f- afraid of. I, I, ju- I just believe I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to stay in the best possible shape I can be in. Well, that argument, you know, that way of looking at things is what I've always argued was a good aspect of religion. Uh, with religion yeah. and putting things in the faith of God and having this belief that it's all going to work out, even though it's sort of like, in my opinion, I uh, I believe, you know, people always say, are you an atheist or an agnostic? Mm. I, I believe people are full of shit, first and foremost. <laughs> and that's always an issue whenever I hear a story. So I look at every religion as a collection of stories. Every religion is either a collection of stories or a collection of rules that mm-hmm. came down from those collection of stories. Everybody's stories are bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's just put that out there. Now, I also believe that you believing in those stories and you believing in God's love and you believing in doing God's will and you believing in being a good God-fearing person in the same way that I believe that's, you know, I pretend that the interdimensional beings are watching me so it keeps me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a benefit to that. There's a benefit to that. I don't think it's a correct way of approaching it rationally, because I think whatever merit is in the ancient texts, whether it was actually the word of God, it very well could be. The huge issue is reading it at face value, using it for uh, a a framework for how you behave and act in this life when it's written thousands of years ago by people with very limited access to information, Mm. and all of it is ridiculous. (laughs) It's all ridiculous. Yes, and the... Desire to do good yes. is, is a natural human natural. state. Yes. And to, to corrupt it with fear is, is unfortunate when, when religious religion, mm, yeah. you know, and that we're the only one that's right, and, yeah, yeah. and you're control, not. That's control when it gets is when someone has power. Yeah. It's really hmm. simple. It's, it's just the same. It's very similar to what we were talking about with actors losing their mind when they became yeah. really famous. Yeah. It's almost similar. It's like they, they are, have crazy outfits on and they control the Vatican. And so <laughs> they are used to everyone being terrified of them and freaking yeah. out in their presence. It works. So they think they deserve it. Like if I could get the Pope on a podcast and the Pope's book English, it would be the most hilarious conversation ever. He would never do it. He would yeah. leave. The moment we started talking about pedophilia, he would probably run yeah, out the right. door. But the, the, the idea that this guy is so completely sheltered yeah. and so completely revered, where he's just a guy with a wacky outfit on, and that is it. That really is it. And this idol worship that was actually talked about in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, wall, worshiping false idols, That's it's actually dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It's confusing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. 
and the real God, whatever, stop saying the word or say it if you like. The universe or the creator or the intelligent being, whatever it is. Do you know who Alex Gray is? Yes. The visionary artist? Yes, yes. Brilliant, brilliant man and a a beautiful human being. He came and did the podcast and he was just amazing. But he uses that word God all the time. And he's like, we have to take that word back. Yeah. You know, he's like, stop connecting it. Everyone's connecting it to religion. And, you know, what it it represents the idea of the the perfection that is possible. It, It represents love. It represents... And his really beautiful point of view on it really opened me up to that. I don't use it that often because people misinterpret it and people automatically cookie cutter it. They shove it into that that f- yeah. framework of yeah. predetermined patterns of behavior that have been adopted from religions. But I think at the heart of everything good, at the heart of all mm-hmm. good feelings, is that love thing, that, that the thing that pulls us all together, the things that makes, it, makes us interact well. That's something. Yeah, if you take is. if you take the teachings of Jesus, of Muhammad, of, of Buddha, of all the of Martin Luther, of Gandhi, of all, they are all based in the love each other, love your neighbor as yourself. Right, and and that's 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 what I'm saying. Yes, is you you can't blame anybody, and then the then love the Lord your God or whatever you know with all your might. And your heart, and so it's about infusing love. And if you can walk with those, really, I mean, and and to completely take it away from religion, because I certainly, you know, being the big homosexual I am, it's you know, I I didn't fit into religion at all. So it's yet God. Let's. I I believe in that. I, I. I'm with you on taking that back. I think that was a huge mistake in keeping homosexuals out of the church. What a dumb move. Because by doing that, by alienating that aspect of the population, you you missed out on a whole bunch of other people you can control, stupid. And now they're all against you. You And we dress better. Yeah, that was such a shitty chess move. (laughs) You know, they should have embraced the gay people, said that there's just another aspect of life. It's just the same, just as beautiful as a male woman relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's just just follow right along with you. Do whatever you want to do. And then people have been like, oh, there's lesbians in our church today. And no one would have cared. It would have been fine. You would have had more people in your church, stupid. But you blew it. No. Why alienate gay people too? That to me is that's a weird one. I've never understood that one. Fear. Yeah. But so fear of what? Is fear, it fear of, of them actually being sexuality. Yes. Yeah. It, your your own fear of sex. Sex depends on how where you grew up. If you grew up and your parents, if if when you were three years old and running around without a diaper on, if you were touching your genitalia, were <laughs> I just said genitalia? That's fine. <laughs> if you're touching yourself, and your mother goes, "Don't do that." That starts your whole. Wait a minute. There's something wrong with that. I'm yeah. not supposed to do that. Right. And and that grows and it, and then depends on all the other parts of your experience. Any any things that naturally happen to us when they put that fear on it, then that'll mess you up. It's not a coincidence that the most suppressive aspect of our accepted culture is Catholic priests. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yeah. they're not allowed to have sex. They're, and they're always involved in scandals that are sexual. It's I like, mean, come on, we are sexual beings. It's, it's so, part of connection with the the God. Yeah. Well, how do you explain those dumb monks that are up there? They're not having sex with anybody either. They got a good thing, though. At least they're monitoring their mind to a point where they're controlling their physicality. But I still think that shit's ridiculous. It's true. You don't have to go be a monk. Don't worry about it. It's so not necessary. You'd never make it. Have you had any experience in the isolation tank? I have not. I really want to do that, though. I am consistently amazed at how many amazing, interesting people haven't tried that out yet. Yeah. I just, I haven't. Where where do you do that? Um, I can get you in. You want to try it? Ooh. There's a place in, um, well, there's a, the best place in the world, actually, is in Venice. 
Oh, right. Really? Yeah, Venice. Uh, I don't know if that's close to you, but it's a. Uh, there's one in Burbank. Yeah, there's a place called Soothing Solutions in Burbank. But the issue of the Burbank place, as opposed to the Venice place, though, is the tanks. Burbank place is fine. I mean, if you're close to that, definitely go. And the lady who runs it is super cool. Mm-hmm. The difference is um, what that guy at the Float Lab has done. The Float Lab is the place in Venice. Mm-hmm. He's taking floating to a completely different place. He's a super genius. This guy is mm. nuts, and he creates these unbelievably solid, amazing, huge tanks that are so regulated and the, they pump oxygen into them. He's got it down to such a science that when you're in that, I mean, it's it's just so... It, the environment is so perfect, completely mm. soundproof. You don't feel anything. You're floating through space. Your body is just... Mm. Like, the water is the same temperature as your skin. So as you <sighs> float there, you literally don't feel the water. You're released of massive amounts of tension. Just oh, a physical feeling. All right. It's amazingly recharging just physically. And then, if you go in there with brownies, you get to meet aliens. <laughs> I believe that. You Absolutely. Because oh, all will. you have to do is just get past... That your belief that this mm-hmm. is what's in front of me, so I can't possibly see aliens. But if you remove all that, absolutely, and, and we say aliens just as yeah. in I'm other just spiritual being dimensions, yeah, yeah. I'm being silly, yeah. something that talks back. Yeah, that's what I like to yeah. talk. To, that's it. when you realize, yeah, because some people think, oh, the way that I believe is very lonely. Yeah, no, no, it opens you up to the. We are anything but alone. Yeah, it makes me very thankful whenever I come out mm. of there. Uh, that's probably been like the biggest tool for developing my own personality and my own view of reality is that – because it's a real reset. It's a real time off mm-hmm. when everything's shut off. And when I get out, I just want to call my friends and tell them I love them. Yeah. I just want to pet my dog. Oh. I just want to – I get like really like thankful. How long do you stay in it? A couple hours. I like to do cool. two hours. I just think it's um it's it's another thing that I would like to see spread, and I know some people are doing it. My friend Scotty from uh, onthemat.com, dot com, he's got a uh, a tank center that he's looking into opening in California, and then uh, or in L A rather, and then I know the Float Lab is going to open up another place in Hollywood too. So there's and there's plenty of business out there. If more people did it, a lot of people want to know about this, and a lot of people would benefit massively. Like if you enjoy getting a massage every now and then, mm-hmm. you enjoy taking a yoga class. This is that. Time Times 100. It's, cool. it's really incredible. I will do that. Thank you. You for... should totally do yeah, that. Yeah, what's wrong with me? I bet it would... Your music. I bet you would yeah. come up with some crazy shit from in there, oh, too. that much space? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just being complete floating around in there? How do you write? Do you, do you sit down with a guitar, or do you sit down with a piece of paper? Or do you both? Well, it always starts with inspiration, so... That can be diff- that can be me sitting here going, oh wait a minute, y- y- maybe you just said something that sounds rhythmic, that sounds like, oh, I want to write about. Do that. you just go run out of the room and write it down? Mm, or no, do- actually, I use the iPhone a lot to just make notes to myself, or, or, or if I hear a rhythm or sing a melody or something, I put it on the voice memo. Oh. And, yeah, I do that a lot, and then when I have time, when I make time, I try to make you know two, three, four hours, and I can sit down and really. Just work something out and see you know if I can get it out. Amazing! I don't know if you've ever used it on the iPhone. It mm-hmm. has this little um, icon. Apparently, uh, the Android phones have this now as well for the mm-hmm. uh, for the notes. If you press it, you press this little microphone icon next to the space bar, and you can talk into it, <gasps> and it does it in real time. It's amazing. Like, check this out. Watch. Oh. Melissa Etheridge is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Watch this. Bam! Look at that. Look how quick that is. Oh, it typed it out. It typed it out perfectly. Whoa, and I use that now all I got to see time. if I have this. So, Because I, I used to, I have a lot of th- stuff that I wrote in my little notepad, but 
I'm not as fast with my thumbs as that is. And sometimes, like, for me, a, a, a new idea, like a new idea for a joke is so slippery. Yeah. It's like a fish that I can't hold on to. You can't write it And on. I got to write it down. So like, How does that go again? Right. Like, uh, oh, I got to, and someone's still talking to me. Like, please stop, stop talking for a second. I got to, I got to hold on to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is this? How do I write this down? And then, but if I could just say it, it would be way better. Like, I could get the idea completely. Because sometimes my ideas are so ridiculous. Like, I have to go back and, and read them like two or three times to figure out even what the hell I was saying. <laughs> But these um, these new little icon, these new little um, note features, where you could do that with a, just the the microphone, it's amazing. These new cell phones are just what you can do with them is just unbelievable. Uh-huh. It's so crazy. So you write things down um, just when you have this idea, or you record like the melody, like you hum it or something like that into your voice memos. Yeah, yeah. Depends on or, or I'll play if it's a piece of guitar thing. I'll play that or piano or whatever it is. It always comes from different places, and then I'll give the time to. You know, work it out into whatever it's going to be. I love when people still keep creating; they just never stop. They just keep pumping stuff out. That's what I we love do. It. I love it. Yeah, it's so it's so fun. It's so fun to be a part of uh, this crazy culture that you know, this crazy world that we live in now, and see all the stuff that's coming out too. It's like we have more access to great information, great music, great movies, great everything. It's like it's we have so much access to inspiration. We have so much access to art. It's an amazing time. Yeah. And to see people em- embracing the internet and using the internet as a method of spreading all this stuff too. It's just I think it's we just live in just very very rare times. Yeah. That's another thing to be really really happy for and really appreciative yeah. of this time. This strange strange time that we exist in. <laughs> Do you um, write and create as just a matter of like, you, I mean, you're so successful now, you just must do it as a desire. Like whenever you feel like it, yeah. you do it every day. Like this is my gig. Mm. Like how do you treat it? Nowadays, my life is so full and so uh, I'm so blessed that when it's time for me to create something, I, I it's like I'm thinking about a musical. Like I, I would really love to, you know, have a musical. But that, that's a big, huge undertaking. So I just give myself say okay these few weeks i'm going to give myself from you know monday to friday from 10 to 2 every day that's when i'm going to work and then when i'm done with that then i'll i'll give myself some time off and then i'll say okay and i i'll gather the pieces the notes the stuff and then i'll make another album i'll give myself you know i'll i'll, I'll actually work i'll make a time every day to work and when you do that and you put together an album do you say okay you know what let's take this bitch on the road see what's up oh yeah Oh yeah, that's the that's the best part. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's great to create out of nothing and and make music. Is I'm I love it. I would do it all the time for nothing. And then when I get to take that and share it with a thousand, two thousand people a night, and and here here they are, and they and they love that music, and I'm singing it, and, and it's a energy exchange. That then it's just beyond. That's just wonderful. Yeah, the live energy exchange isn't it amazing yeah. when they're, they're your fans and they came. They're Melissa Etheridge fans, <laughs> yeah. and you know you hit them with one of the classics, and you see their uh, eyes light up. There's and nothing they like starting a song and, that people know. It's oh, really it nice. must be an amazing feeling. It's wonderful. It's an amazing feeling to be an audience member and a song oh. that you love comes on like that. But to be able to do it, that must be crazy. You're a weird conduit. <laughs> yes, I yeah. am. And that's what it really, what it really yeah, boils down to. Absolutely. You. you move the energy through you right out. 
Yeah, people that think that's hippie crazy, like, there's something happening. Why am I getting goosebumps? <laughs> there must be some... Actually, somebody just sent me that the other day. There's some sort of a scientific explanation for why music gives you goosebumps. But I say that's horseshit. You see? Know, you don't yeah, know see? what the fuck you that means. Why? How come it gives me goosebumps and not you? Why am I responding to it, but to another person, it's, it's not the right music, you know? Your belief. That's what's really important, too, to recognize that in a lot of people, it takes them a long time to figure this out, is that everybody likes different stuff. Mm -hmm. They just do. And there are some people that are not going to be, they're not tuned into it for whatever reason. And they're not, I, it's a weird thing when you are a performer and you, and you are beholden to people buying your records in that, that chart position or that, that certain position, that number. And you think, oh my gosh, I want everyone to like me, and it's just not possible. It's not possible. It's and, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Everybody, and that's why you can. Then it helps in my belief when I was, oh, I, I, I believe that those who resonate with the, the music I make will come to it, and it would just be fine. Everybody else, I'm not blaming you, judging. It's just that's what you are. That's yeah, I mean, there's billions of people. The people that you, they'll only love you for who you are if you are who you are. Yeah, and if you try to be a bunch of different people and a bunch of different things, well, like we see that over and over. Yourself. We see these people just lose it because they have created a certain persona in the public eye, and then they feel you start feeling like that persona. Uh, that's not you. So any accolades that that persona gets is not you, and then you're just miserable. You start drinking, and oh, you're, you're fucking crazy. You're, just you're on crazy. pills. You're driving that's fast, right. uh, and they're taking your picture. How do you avoid like crazy rock star <laughs> cliches like that? <laughs> well, I figured I. Uh, I, already, I have two ex-wives, you know, two baby mamas. I, I figure I, I fall into the rock and roll. Two ex-wives. <laughs> wow. I know. What is that like? Do you stay in contact? Oh, I have to. I have two children with each of them. Wow. I know. And I have to send them the check. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so... It's the same cliche. It, it appears in the it male-female world. It the is. female-female world. You got to pay for it no matter what. That's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> Nobody writes for free, right? Oh, so, you know what, but I do. We actually, because when it comes to the kids, we get along. Okay, you know, I I don't have to socialize with them. Right. And that's fine. But for the kids, they need need a, a, a happy... Not happy, but they need a, a cohesive unit that they go back and forth from. Right, and so I, I'm determined to do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the lesbian relationship dynamic is it often like the male female heterosexual dynamic? Or it is, depends on who you are. It depends on what you are. are. There you power can couples be... where there's two Melissa Etheridge's and they're both <laughs> badasses and they're together. Is that wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, right. Now, I have um, my partner now. Her name is Linda, and she is a, a, a television. Uh, producer, writer, director. She did Nurse Jackie. So she's successful. Uh, yes. Great show. Oh. So, so great show. Great show. Oh so my gosh. There's badasses living together. Exactly. That's what, that was my <laughs> and 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 that it actually because I believe because I finally started believing in myself a few years ago. Okay, I'm a badass. I'm a badass. Then I'm going to draw. <laughs> but that's what you got to do. Then you got to draw. Then you will draw a badass to you because uh. you are vibrating that. That's the only way. If you're sitting there going, I need someone to fix me, I need someone to come and be, then you're going to think yourself as broken, and broken people will come to you. Yeah, this is something that is driving scientists crazy right now. <laughs> they're hearing this, and they're going, this damn Melissa Etheridge, yeah, and be your the first. nonsense, what are you saying? <laughs> Show me the studies. <laughs> Show me peer-reviewed papers, or shut it. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. I don't know if it's right, but I do believe that believing in it is very yeah. powerful. That's and I think it's empowering. All, yes, that's all and I say. I think you're obviously a living embodiment of that, you know, and also a person who's experienced the ups and downs of not being aware of the body and then re- changing it and becoming aware and Completely. becoming much happier and, you know. And I do not do it perfect every day. Again, this is a practice. I make yeah. my choices. I live. I go up and down, but that's life. Especially when you're busy. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to manage it all and mm-hmm. to keep cool and treat everybody as if it's you living another life. Da, 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 da. Yes, it, it is. It's difficult. It's not though. easy. But listen, just you being on here was a huge treat. It was uh, an Aww. honor, and it was uh, it was weird, you know, because uh, it was like I kept telling people, "Dude, most athletes just coming on here." I told them, like, it's it like, seems make believe. Aw, <laughs> well, you? to us, to Brian and I, we started doing this in my living room on a laptop as a goof. You know, it's just look, see, yeah, but we, you believe you loved it. That's another just, thing. Yeah, Things we, that you love will grow. Well, it became something somewhere along the line. I don't mm-hmm. know how it happened, but it just did, and we're just sort of riding it, you know? Well, I figured you would ask me the questions that I want to be asked. I'm always available to talk like this, but uh, most often than not, like the, you know, they won't, they'll ask me the same 10 questions over and over. Well, it's very <laughs> obvious that this way of thinking is important to you. To, yeah. You want to express it, and you, you're very courageous in expressing it because it sounds fucking crazy. Uh, well, and why not? What not, have I got to yeah. lose? <laughs> And I'm not saying it sounds crazy to me. Oh, it yeah. does sound crazy yeah. to me. It also sounds possible to me. You know, cool. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of weirdness to the way we perceive the world. And yeah. there's a lot of strange... If you can even start from that as yeah. maybe that which I think is so definite is not. If you can start from that, then you're on a journey. I think having these conversations are very, very important. I think having these conversations publicly and just the consideration it takes to not necessarily accept the idea, but no. just to consider the points of it and not... As I said, I believe that that is possible, but I also believe in asteroids. Yeah. I believe that if you're in the wrong place, a tiger will eat your ass. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means no, you live no, in India. No, no, that's saying nothing bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's exactly. A, it's a, a beautiful way of looking at the world. And again, you might be right. I, there's a lot of... There's a lot of flexibility to this thing that we exist in, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like we are operating on a long history of people's work where they've really figured it out. It seems like as a culture, we've been doing crazy barbaric yeah. shit to each other since the jump, and we're now just in this period of abundance starting to go, whoa, 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 hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Let's Google that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, is that Indeed. true? Are you sure that's true? What are we doing here exactly? Yeah. Where's the oil? Where's the oil? Who's, who's got who's the, the... Who? Yeah. Is that a real UFO? What the fuck is Bigfoot? <laughs> right. That's all happening right now. Thank you very much, Melissa. It was be- beautiful talking to My you. It was pleasure. A, a real pleasure and an honor. And Thank you, you very much. too. Thank you so and much. Your new CD, I have it here. Oh, yeah. It is... Um, it's got some of this in it. I do put that in my music, too, you know. Yeah, it's uh, Fourth Street Feeling. And is it out everywhere? Yeah. Amazon? You, all iTunes, that all the stuff. You can find it. Oh, that's a nice Target. package. Yeah, Isn't it? Are you like, talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, it's unlike a lot of yeah, CDs. There's the a deluxe. lot of artwork put into the actual cover, which I really miss. I mean, oh, I'm not you? old enough to really remember too many records, but when oh. I was a little kid, I had a Cheech and Chong record, and it was Big Bamboo. And I opened oh. it up, and it was like, I didn't even know what Smoking Pot was back then. I was, you know, I was like, eight but um i probably knew what it was but i wasn't into it but but, you know it's not why i bought it because it was funny but their their album cover was this big like 
rolling paper thing, and you would open it up, and it was like there was so much work put into it. Yeah, you know, really uh, an art form that I do miss. Yeah, this the this deluxe version. Nice. My record company's great. They'll put out the regular version, which has the the I think there's eleven songs on it, twelve maybe. And this is the deluxe version that I have a lot of fans that really appreciate the extra artwork and the extra songs, and so we put that on it. Yeah, Absolutely. it's great photography. Whoever did <clears> that, they they really sort of captured like the tone of a lot of the music on here. It's really yeah. awesome. Well, what is you. what is that car? The big giant? that is a replica. It is a '64 Chevy Impala. I asked them to get it because that's the first car I had when I was a kid. That was the first car I ever bought when I was. 15, I, I got it. Wow, yeah, that's a so, tank. Yeah, that's what I said. With the big bench seats in the back and the front. It was awesome. It's amazing that people drove those with no seatbelts. Uh, no seatbelts. Well, you could... <laughs> they had you could, babies in them. were a tank. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we survived without... How did we survive? <laughs> we didn't have baby seats. No, no, no. Nobody no. had figured that out. We had no helmets. Nothing. We had no seatbelts. Yeah, when you fall down, you got fucked up right. when I was a kid. <laughs> and, everybody, no helmets. and everybody's parents smoked with the windows Everybody. open. Yeah. I remember just sitting there in a cloud <laughs> of smoke. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, strange times. All right, oh, go, yeah. go get it, you freaks. Fourth Street Feeling. Melissa, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Joe. Really appreciate Everybody, it. It was, it was thank awesome. You. It was a lot of fun. And uh, don't think that if Melissa talks to you on Twitter that it's really Melissa, all right? <laughs> now you so. know. It's Team Melissa, unless she says it. Right. All right, you fucks. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you to Ting. Go to rogan.ting.com and save 25 bucks off service or phone. They have some awesome Android phones, and they have uh, a very ethical business model, and we appreciate them being our sponsor. Thanks also to Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Makers of Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, the fantastic nutritional supplement for endurance and all sorts of other groovy shit like Hemp Force Protein Powder. Go get some, freaks. Use the code name Rogan and save yourself 10% off any and all supplements. All right, we will see you tomorrow with the great Ari Shafir where he will talk about his hate for the TSA and the great story of what happened this weekend, and I, I really wish I filmed it because it's going to be shut up. Is, I couldn't film it because I think you go to jail for doing that or something, Patriot Act type shit. All right, Fox, we'll see you tomorrow. We love we love you always, even though you are an illusion that I've created <laughs> in my own mind. No, it's a good no, one. No, I'm an illusion that you've created in your <laughs> mind or both, but it's awesome. All right, we'll see you soon. Love you.